Shut the F up. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, it's episode 101. 101, does that mean it's back to school, Darren? I think so. Yeah. That's the epitome <laughs> of going go 101. Oh, I hate taking a 101 class. It's like I know nothing. Exactly. Like I'd English. I'd like to know how they came up with that uh those numbers, 101, I mean, it, it implies that, you know, it's the 101st, that it's a lot more advanced. Why isn't it just 1 or 1A? Why I mean, because well, then there is a 2O and 3O, so this would be, uh, I mean, they could have just started them at a much lower number. And I never yeah. understood why there's like that a 115 or whatever. It's like, wait, yeah. how do you do well, yeah. colleges? It's all a scam. We have a clip about that. It is all a scam. It's totally correct. And it all depends on which side of the scam that you may be on. Yeah. Would you ever put like uh, one of those decals in the rear window of your car from your alma mater? No, I mean, I was more excited about my alma mater before I went there. That was, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was the main thing. It was here. In, and I remember as a kid, because my sister went to DePaul and my dad and I started going to the basketball games and they had a really good team back then. Yeah. So I was a big DePaul fan and I went there as well. But then once you're there, then you realize as I was a uh, communications department student, you realize that the head of the communications department at the nice Catholic university was a liberal lesbian who wanted to talk more about going down to Peru to, to get some children to adopt oh, rather God. than really yeah it was already there back in the late 80s early wow. 90s all of this woke stuff was starting to happen that was at the forefront you know rather than just teaching the classes that they were there to teach which yeah i don't think anybody does that anymore it was Probably the not. the fabulous ryan bemrose on one of the latest grumpy old ben's talked about the fact that he had a teacher in high school that he ran into like a year or two after high school the guy was out with his husband he's like i didn't know because he never talked about it sure it's like didn't care but it's like it didn't come up in the classroom because well that's not what you're in the classroom to be doing exactly yeah sure so this is we have made that main switch over from being there whether it's high school or college in order to educate in order to teach in order that people don't repeat history i mean it's kind of important to know what has gone on in the past at least about a lot of the things you know where maybe today you'd have a different viewpoint if you knew what came before when you don't know what came before and you start basing everything on the way you feel and what your emotions are it's like well 
that's not reality and that's really not going to give the children going through school now a platform to succeed what they're really doing is setting them up to fail which is really the debate at this point is that being done intentionally or is it you know of course it's intentional I mean, before we get besides, you don't want to confuse them with the facts. So just give them feelings. Right. (laughs) Right. Give them feelings because they want all the feels. All the feels. By the way, feels. uh, Congratulations on episode 250 of Random Thoughts. And thank you for the shout out. All these numbers just keep going up, which I guess is better than going down. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of numbers, Chicago shootings, 34 shot this weekend. Whoa. Three killed, according to ABC Channel 7. Okay, so 10%. Which, you know, it's going to start getting colder. Finally had to turn the heat on here in in Chirac because we went last week on Friday at night. It was still like 65 degrees late at night Friday. By Saturday, it was like 30 degrees in the morning. So, I mean. Ooh. It did that drastic drop. Yeah. And now everything starts uh, cooling down. I don't think we'll have any more air conditioner weather. No. Which isn't bad. As long as it stays consistent, I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. But we had a uh, fun episode 100. I think everybody enjoyed did. everybody for uh, sending in. I know our buddy Sir Sir Seat Sitter was like, are you going to announce the winners on the next episode? I'm like, I thought we did on the last episode. (laughs) You know, you never know if he may be imbibing or he may be uh, enjoying (laughs) the holy herb or something while I don't know. And I got the, uh, I could have been out and taking a bathroom break too and missed that part. True. But I mean, you take your phone with you then. I mean, that's the beauty of streaming is you can take that anywhere with you. Yeah. I mean, I think he does that during abs in a six pack. So, I mean, he could definitely do that listening <laughs> to planet rage, but we figured that the number one rage was Dame Slamy. Definitely. Who said we scared her because when she turned on her radio at 6 a.m. on uh, Tuesday morning, she heard herself yelling at her. <laughs> like now you know how Bandrew feels. Weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why am I hearing me? I don't know. Uh, Although I had that same uh, that same feeling because Adam Curry had a clip of me uh, ranting about something on episode 100 as the final ISO of the latest No Agenda, which was or the one before the latest, the one on. Uh, so today being Monday, it would have been the one on Thursday of last week, mm-hmm. which was also weird. I'm like, now I've done everything <laughs> on No Agenda. It's like, OK, I've done the pre-shows. I've done shows after I have done winning artworks i have sent in songs that were played the parody you know trump's jump and the right. wall Dvorak's chair like the only thing i think that i haven't possibly done that i could do and i've been a executive producer i think i've been an associate executive producer and uh now and uh, at the end of show iso i don't think there's really anything else to be done except replace uh, jcd when he retires that's it yeah and then, you know, Adam's going to have to buy my contract from Planet Rage, which that's not going to be easy. <laughs> that is not going to be easy. But uh, we'll see how that all works out. I mean, there are a few numbers ahead of us. 
the random thoughts. That was a, a little bit more of a just sliding that one right on in 250. Not that big of a deal, but 100 here was that big deal. So we gave Dame Slamey a marathon. We didn't we, did we exceed three hours? It was was I looked at it. It was like within seconds of three hours. I thought of adding something else to it. Right. Just to be like, well, we made it over three hours. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not in the spirit of things. (laughs) Right. And an absolute record for donations. Yes. Fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, Dame Slamey, I mean, really, if there were more rages, we'd been, I am leaving this open because our buddy Srini was like, oh, well, you're lucky I didn't have time to send my rage in for the episode. I'm like, dude, as long as we're doing shows, feel free. Hell yeah. Sure. Will we always give out prizes? No, but we may. That's not a bad gig if we start getting enough things that are being sent in. No. I mean, sir, 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 seat sitter. I don't think his rage quite made it to the level of winning a prize. I mean... Do you really think so, Chris? Do you think your rage was was to that level? I mean, you can do better. That's a challenge. Well, it was an excellent. Uh, it was an excellent sort of education of uh, of nine eleven fuckery. Yes, certainly was. You know that was uh, that that deserves an A plus. But he, he he didn't have he didn't seem to have the uh, the bile and the vitriol. Right. But, uh, you know, and it wasn't uh, funny. It didn't rhyme. <laughs> now if it was like in nursery rhyme see that could have been fun yeah because that way you can get the rage to the children without them knowing they're getting the rage there you go nursery okay. rhyme rage coming up as a offshoot of planet rage mm. specifically mm. for the uh who listens to nursery rhymes like 12 and under Speaking of uh, prizes, did you get the Lutfus stickers? I did. I got the three of those. So we'll be sending one of those and I've got to get the mugs ordered. I've been trying to figure out where and how and when, and if there's anything else we can add, but yeah, somewhere I have key fobs. I don't know where the fuck they're (laughs) torn the place. Well, you move so many missing things. Huh? I I don't know where the fuck anything is. It's it's dreadful. That's the perfect excuse. They could be anywhere on a highway between Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything was packed into one of those pack rat boxes it's which is the uh the avis to the hertz of uh uh the fuck of those pods you know and uh so i don't think anything was missing or stolen some shit was pretty well shaken up um but so i don't know it'll show up eventually eventually yes but on the rage alone it went to dame slamey and since we had both Rhett and uh, Lady Butters and her better half, who I'm now not remembering his name. I can look it up. Uh, Sir Knives. Yes. Thank you. Since they both came in with over 200, where they're getting the, the winning donor mugs and the Lutfas. Oh, yeah. And if we yeah. can find anything else here that is like, here, send some Taylor Swift CDs. And people will then send them right back. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> But this won't be the only time we do stuff like oh, that. No. I like the interaction. I thought that was great. The mighty great. plantain had some great rage. Plantain was on fire. Which he's a professional. So, I mean, I don't know. He is. He's a pro. Once you're a podcaster, are you a professional rager? Not necessarily, but he is. This is true. This is absolutely true. So those would be the, the main winners on uh, this, Chris. But, I mean, you're still a winner to us. Don't worry. Yeah. I put a little you know, gold maybe star need down. To make this a, a quarterly event or something. You know, it doesn't have to be a centennial show. But True. I mean, if it is rage, why shouldn't the rage go two ways now and then? 
this is true right two-way three-way all the way rage yeah mm-hmm. now since we were talking about the college i mean i guess we can start with this clip here and there was part of this and it's a long monologue because it is from uh, um what's it i'm in the wrong in the wrong folder here it is the guy uh bill maher that's the name i'm looking for okay so it's his monologue and they can go on for a long long oh yeah time Mm. but this i thought was interesting when he's talking about college because i still look at this as a two-way thing one being i went through college and like a lot of people looking back on it now go what did I learn there that is relative to anything I've had to do as far as being employed? Hmm. And the answer is pretty much nothing. <laughs> you know, for certain people, if you're going to be a doctor, if you're going to be a lawyer, then yes, school's very important. Hmm. For a lot of the other things, it is literally just a piece of paper that people use to go, mm, okay, they accomplished this. They were able to do something as opposed to, something that you actually need oh yeah absolutely it's a it's a you you know here you, you sat in one place you you ingested and regurgitated information for four years here's your diploma congratulations yeah you're right in most cases that's the situation yes and now that the colleges have been overtaken by the radical leftists it's interesting to me when you hear a guy that could be a little radical and definitely a leftist say this about college. And finally, new rule as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. (laughs) And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. There are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas, among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. (laughs) Now, Now, I recognize that a certain amount of foolishness is expected of college kids, but Mixing Jägermeister and tomato juice isn't the same as siding with terrorists. (laughs) 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. But it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and genderqueer identities class. 
Now he goes on, but it seems like he's right on the planet rage track right here. It does. Yeah. And it's like, it's interesting because you're taking it from a completely different political point of view. But maybe this is a good sign if there are people on both sides who are going, we're going so far down the rabbit hole that the bottom line is that the education that the children are supposed to be getting is not really an education at all and not going to help them. And it's a weird thing because when you want the free speech, when you're talking about, well, these different groups on different college campuses, one, I would rather have a world where the kids have enough intelligence by the time they're in college to recognize that backing something like Hamas, which is a terror group, I believe. I mean, some people will argue that they're not. But I think most rational people will argue that it is that the children, by the time they reach college, would be smart enough to go. Maybe that's not something I want to back. Maybe that's not something that I want to raise up and cheer. But with that said, I don't want to be on the side that says you can't do that. Because the whole point of the freedom of speech is. You let people say whatever they want, whether you like it or not, whether it is a deplorable thing to say, as Hillary might call it. So it's, it's, I have a different knee-jerk reaction when all of a sudden these people like Ron DeSantis are coming down and like, well, we're going to make sure that all of these pro-Hamas groups are gone from the colleges. Like, is that really the correct answer? Did he say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one of mm-hmm. a, It's like, for, to what end, though? Because, again, freedom of speech. Mm. so i would rather be like well here's why you're wrong we can have a debate about it we can tell you where you are misguided according to the people on this side but that whole well we want to stifle speech it's like that's that's questionable because everything you say the other side is doing to the conservatives it's like you can't do it to them just because they're not so liberals sure people have a right to be stupid Thank you. If, if not, how would we ever have podcasting? <laughs> but he continues on here. Well, there's a, there's a couple of interesting things here. Now, to be fair, at least five of the student groups have rescinded what they signed, saying they didn't read the letter closely. <laughs> and they promised not to make that mistake again after they graduate and start running the world. <laughs> but... actually believe them that they didn't read the letter closely. I think they scanned it, said it was blaming Israel, and went back to surfing TikTok. (laughs) Because college life today is a day spa combined with a North Korean re-education camp. It's a daycare center with a meal plan. I like the woman when he said it was like a North Korean re-education camp that was like, oh no. (laughs) Really? I missed that. Let me hear that. Let's see if we can increase this a little because college life today is a day spa combined with a north korean re-education camp it's a daycare center with a meal plan except the toddlers can fire the it's in the background but it's like no it's like pick that up so so was she how did what was the expression of her voice was this horror how dare you or what was it i'm not really uh it was i think more like you're probably right but i can't believe this is the point where uh okay but it's like yeah 
And um, this is what you have because you're not being taught how to understand the world. You're not being taught how to interpret the world. You're being told this is what you should think and this is what you should do. Yeah. And that only works for things like, you know what? It doesn't even work for things like don't touch the hot stove, Junior. What really only works (laughs) is Junior touching the hot stove. And then that is uh, the greatest way to learn, I guess, is by making those mistakes. You just hope that, that some of the big mistakes you can pass along and be like, you know, don't jump in front of a running car. Adults. The fact that college presidents who usually love to speak out about anything couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust is a lot about who really controls colleges and why, if ignorance is a, is a disease, Harvard Yard is the Wuhan wet market. I guess Bill, I guess Bill hasn't heard that it was a, it was cooked up in a lab, not the wet market. That was disproved, but right. I, it worked for the joke. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. Yeah. And the uh, cotton gin's like, what's really interesting is how the audience is getting quieter and quieter as he's going yes. on. Yes, they are. Which means it was probably a fairly liberal audience. Although there were points then that he made that they were like, well, yes, we're going to cheer. Yes, that's funny. And there is truth to it, which. All good com- for comedy to be good, there has to be truth behind what you're saying. I mean, you can't just make up something totally out of right field. There's got to be so some wait, truth. You're telling me that you think that Rodney Dangerfield did not get respect? That was all true. <laughs> I don't think he got any respect. <laughs> hey, no respect. Come on, everybody. You know, my wife, take, you know, take her, take her. You know, but what's the, there were so many. Wife, that was Henry Youngman. Take oh, wife, yeah, that's right. That's so right. Rodney had, he had a great wife joke when he said, uh, uh, my wife, she ran out. They was a trash pickup. She had the, the bag in her hand, chased down a truck, said, am I too late? And he said, no, lady, hop in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You do a pretty Bring good danger field, though. So, I mean, you get that with. Uh, it's a little rusty. Well, it was, it was still pretty good. You put it with Scott Lobito. He could do a Sinatra. You could have a whole thing going back and forth. Yeah. That's true. And I once took a plane to Miami and I sat between Rodney and David Brenner. That was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That, yeah. uh, yeah. the conversation uh, I'm guessing oh, was, uh, to- was a little bit humorous. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty wild because Rodney never seemed like the kind of guy that ever shut it off. I guess he did, but you know, he's sitting next to a fellow, I guess they were touring together. Um, you know, and, and it was it was rocking. It was first class uh, seat, so that whole front of the nose of the plane was in stitches for the entire flight. It was nice. <laughs> hey, what know. better performance can you get than that? Can't doesn't get better than that. The comedy club at thirty thousand feet. Yeah, professors with radical beliefs. I know. I used to sell them weed. <laughs> But the reason why despising Israel became pretty much a requirement of the American left is colleges, elite colleges, the mouth of the river from which this and all manner of radical left, illiberal, yes, illiberal nonsense flows. Supporting all black, that is, segregated dorms, segregated graduation ceremonies and orientation programs, which occur on hundreds of campuses, is illiberal. So is the racism against Asian applicants. 
and chasing speakers off of campus? <laughs> when the First Amendment Watchdog Group Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression began ranking colleges based on their commitment to free speech and inquiry, Harvard came in dead last. There's only one set of acceptable opinions on campus, and it's policed hard. The old dorm room bull sessions? <laughs> it's less risky shooting the shit in Scientology. Yeah, I thought that was a uh, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not wrong. No, but you, the the audience was uh, rather silent for that. So yes, I th- which is a good sign, I think. Do you? Well, I think so, but I mean, I could I mean, be wrong. You know, I mean, that, what are they? I mean, I think it, I, I wonder why that is. I mean, are they just thinking, or are they thinking? You know, how dare, how dare you insult uh, the? Uh, the hallowed institution of harvard you know what's what was what was what was fueling that silence i think it could be the uh the truth bombs for lack of a better word I, it could, could be something be. like yeah. you know hey now the funny thing is if they heard you or i say the same thing or they heard donald trump say the same thing it wouldn't hit home but if this is somebody yeah. you're going to a show that you right. like that you agree with a lot of the times sure he's a yeah he's a thought leader for them and so when you hear him saying that you're like ooh, you know that's different and it's hard to find people that you can kind of you know hook your wagon up to because of the fact that media is in such a state of disarray mm-hmm. in the past you know for me it was guys like rush limbaugh and then glenn Beck, were like right about the time that he hit fox and then went off on his own there was a lot of stuff that they would say that you hadn't heard before but you were pretty sure that they have done the homework and were not just throwing things out there in a in a manner that uh that was willy-nilly that wasn't that nothing backing it because that's really the question when it comes to media. It's like, well, what filter are you going to use? Everybody's going to get some kind of news from somewhere, whether it's TikTok or whether it's ABC or whether it's CNN. Mm. The news is all out there. But what you really need, because of the fact you can see the same news story, which the Israeli thing has shown this, I think, to a, you know, amplified this where you could go to CNN and Fox and MSNBC and see the exact same story covered, but in a completely different way. Yeah. So the question then becomes, how should I interpret this? Cause it's nice that all this stuff happened. It's nice that the world is in turmoil and people are dying. Babies are getting beheaded. That's great. But tell me, what side I should believe? Tell me which is the, you know, the, who should we be hoisting the flag for? And there's very few people out there. And I think the liberals, one of the, one of their guys is Bill Maher. So I think that quietness was, well, this isn't one of those. We're blasting Donald Trump and the Republicans things. Cause those you've heard his monologues where it's just nonstop laughter the whole time. Sure. This, that silence I think is, a good sign. I mean, I don't think people were standing up and walking out or anything. Yeah. Well, 
but it's the interesting. Best source of news I've always found is the voices in your own head. Works for me. Well, how many are there? Are they arguing? Depends on the time of day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but this is it. This is why. And I believe there was still people trying to teach you when I was going through school that were trying to teach you how to be able to interpret the world and think for yourself. And that kind of falling off the table now and not being a part of an education is turning this into a really an extreme nanny state. Oh, sure. Because people just don't know how to take care of themselves. I've been watching The Rifleman with Chuck Connors, which was made in the 1950s, right? I mean, it was black and white. And it's interesting because he's got a 12-year-old son. Johnny Crawford. Living out in the middle of nowhere. And quite often, the boy's just off on his own. He recently died, Johnny. That's sad. Well, he had to be... probably fairly old by now but uh, he was very i mean he was a nice guy i was at a party with him once at the formosa cafe in uh, in hollywood and um he was a nice guy yeah johnny was okay but you see that and it's like well you've got this 12 year old kid and he's out there and yeah. he's he's figuring out how to fend for himself when he needs to which is good yes i don't think 22 year olds can do that now i think 42 year olds can't do that in many <laughs> cases. So you've got a, you've got a point. no limit anymore when it comes to that. <laughs> really? You've got a point. It's like, no, wait, somebody's yeah. not going to bring my food to me. I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Now you've got a couple of uh, Scott clips. You've got. Uh, I do. I do. Well, we can start with the, the Scott on um, Greta Thunberg. And it's really good. God, Scott. Uh, well, I'm not going to say. You, I just let let it let the chips fall. You'll laugh. Oh, I actually have to turn the volume on on that channel. I'm like, why? Uh-oh. Like, am I hell with it? Like, why I'll can't just, I hear just, anything? I'll do American Sign Language. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it'll pop right up. It'll pop right up on your screen. <laughs> just watch very carefully. <laughs> and the stupid fucks of the day are you adults out there? Not just here in America, but across the world. You adults who put so much time in to become adults and learn and have knowledge. The world's crumbling because you stupid fucks listen to children. I'm in awe at watching you all surround this little Hansel and Gretel creepy fucking girl who said the world was going to be underwater last year. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. He's correct. And there's more here, but, uh, the part that I cut off, because again, it was a very long thing with that past uh, clip with uh, Bill Maher, did talk about how all of a sudden the colleges were listening to the students rather than the other way around. And yes, that is the surest sign that the world is screwed. Hmm. This fucking 12, 13 year old kid. Wait, isn't Greta like 18 or 20 now or something like that? I think like she's that? in her 20s, yeah. So, you know, Scott's a little bit <laughs> off the beat there. He still looks and, like and it. more, as you're about to find out. Uh-huh. A lot more. Yep. And all you fucking dumb adults are like, oh, let's listen to her. She's going to save the world. Did you hear her yesterday? She wants us to have military fighter jets run on batteries. <laughs> she wants us he to- bought it. 
Yeah. What's wrong with a battery-operated military jet? Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Biodegradable missiles on them. She wants our hand grenades to be made out of vegan, vegan hand grenades. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is real. <laughs> this is a real thing. Oh and wow! You so of course, got that trolled. Yeah. Listen to children, and then you wake up in the morning. Why the fuck is everything so screwed up in this world? Because of you, dumb fucks. Now, if Scott Labido had only been following that yes. Larry show, Random Thoughts and Planet Rage, he would know about deepfakes. Yes, he would. Or and if he even listened to uh, to yesterday's uh, No Agenda, uh-huh. he'd know that that was a uh, you know a gimmicked rant from from Greta. So, oh well. The technology though is getting so much better. It is. It's getting great. Yeah. Which for podcasters, it's awesome because we don't even have to do the shows anymore. Word only true. I know. (laughs) You just put it in there. I'm going to be very curious. Our buddy CSB, because he does a lot with the AI. The intriguing thing is, and I have never tried this as of yet, but you can train everything with your own words. And let's be fair, between what three what episode are you up to with that larry show now closing in on 400 um oh we're o- way over it i'm at uh this this week will be 438 i'm sorry that doesn't I'm closing in on 500 right close to 500 yeah now there's a lot of content there that it uh, can yeah. learn how you say things sure what your rationality is how that works there's mm-hmm. plenty out there for the you know, hundred episodes of this show with both you and I, there's a, enough from random thoughts for me, 250 shows means there's probably about 125 hours or so. And you okay. can take all of this and train the AIs to basically spew out something in the same language, sounding exactly like that person, which the interesting thing with the AI is how will they control it once? Cause right now, most of what AI is using in order to be taught what it needs to know, if you will, you know, it's all just a big database, but it's scraping the internet for audio, video, and text. When the internet becomes 5%, 10%, 50% content that's already been created by AI. Where does that loop go when it's using garbage <laughs> to train it? Yeah. And I've seen artists who are intentionally trying to come up with ways to fuck it up. Yes. Good. I love that. So when you post your photography, you know, there's something embedded in that so that mm. what's a cow in your photography will show up as a cat or something too. This is good. Because I, I mean, this. I am fully with the people that are like, I don't want my content being used to train an AI. For most people, they probably don't care, but it's interesting when you come down to artists and, and of course, our buddy Scott Lobito is an artist in his own right. A very good one. When you have your own signature look, like I've been playing around with a few of the different AI image creators and the look of a 
specific painter like we have the Taylor Swift that was painted by Peter Max. And Peter Max has a style that's very colorful, big brush strokes. When you see a Peter Max, he's one of those guys where you could probably tell who did the painting no matter what it's of. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is he still alive? I believe so. I mean, I think he's really, really old. Wow. I mean, he was an old guy when he was painting the Beatles. Holy shit. Yeah. I believe he's still around and I've got the, uh, like a print that he did of Taylor Swift that was at back at the time was 150 bucks. Now they're selling for like 8,000. Good, good move, Darren. Uh-huh. It nice was a Christmas investment. gift. So it was, uh, wow. Good for you. Autographed by both uh, Taylor and Peter Max. I'm sure the, uh, you know, that combo is a, a killer combo, but knowing yeah. that, you know, style playing with the AI, you can throw in, you know, Adriana Lima, which I did like Peter Max painting of Adriana Lima. And all of a sudden it's like, choo, 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 choo. that looks very much like a painting. Was it hot though? Of course. Well, Adriana Lima by default is always hot, but even in the Peter Max style, cause he was kind of, he would like, you know, remember how he used to sort of deform joints where everybody's, they didn't really have angles in their elbows. They were kind of like taffy elbows and, uh, he had a bizarro way of doing that. Um, but I guess Adriana's Adriana. Did you right. see her in the in the um the quad thing that no yeah, from No Beret or and, No Parade? And you said it wasn't her, so maybe. It, and then there was an AI button on there somewhere, so maybe it was an AI Adriana because she fooled me. I thought, oh, that's her. Could have been. I mean, that's the yeah. beauty of AI. You don't need fashion models anymore. God, it's like you can just create. You just type in a few words, it just comes up with it. And they all have six fingers. Well, that's it. That's what you have to watch out for. And then you have to go and and fix that. But there are people working tirelessly on things. And now they have uh, in painting and things like you can do with the Adobe software. And there's other software that will allow you to do this. That will allow you to just go in and select the hand with six fingers and then retype in hand and it'll regenerate because most of the times the AI will do a job that is anywhere between about 90 and a hundred percent accurate. It doesn't always do the bad hands. It doesn't always do something you're not going to like, but the worst thing is when you get a, you know, a photograph that is generated and you're like, wow, this is totally usable except for the hand. Yeah. At least now you can go in and try to redo that, just that little area over and over again until you get the, the results that you want to, and there's no artistic ability to this. It's all being done by machines. So, and again, I get it, but this is why if we had a fashion brand, it's like, why would you ever hire a model ever again? You just take Mm -hmm. the AI, you create a model. And I still really, it's a, it's very cathartic to be able to go in and mix different faces and see what the end result is. And the other thing when you're dealing with the stable diffusion software, once you have a percentage, cause you could go in and be like, well, give me a, a female that is, you know, 0.3 Taylor Swift, you know, one point uh, Adriana Lima, and you can mix four or five together. The one thing that's really hard to do with any of the AIs is have a consistent character, having a consistent look to a person every time you create a new piece of artwork. Mm. 
Okay. When you do this method and say, make the person look like this, 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 very, very consistent. Which means you can come up with that and then make it look like you went through a whole photo shoot and different locations and everything else. But it looks like the same person, which, again, if you're running a fashion brand, why would you ever pay the big bucks for the for the fashion models? Those years are over. Now, the, Forget the, the model stuff. I want to know what this is going to to the going to do to the world of porn, because that's always <laughs> at the forefront of technology. I mean, really think about it. Right. Porn is always porn was at the forefront of, of VHS shit, um, you know, it really. And, and the whole thing, I think the Internet, wasn't it like when the when the Internet really started to take off, something like. Forty percent of Web pages were pornographic. It was insane. It was yeah, like, a lot of the traffic. Holy shit. This is what people want. You know, it wasn't surprising. Um, so so I want to know where AI and porn intersect and what's going to be the upshot of that. Well, there have already been people that have gotten into trouble because of the fact that you can once you have and you can take just like you can create a character if you know somebody and this has been done to all of the major pop stars all of the major actresses and whatnot they will train these other smaller models on nothing but their image which means when you type in whatever you want and add their name to it it adds their face to the image and you can also do this in the world of porn so there is plenty of deep fake porn out there that will look like it's your celebrity of choice or you can make it yourself because there's open source software that'll do this that will allow you to overlay the face but this is, again is why you can't believe anything you see on the internet and if you are an attractive female posting the more pictures you post to the internet the higher the chance that you are going to be starring in your very own deep fake porn that you will never know about. So porn actors are as at risk of becoming obsolete as fashion models. Is that what you're telling me? Probably more so because the, more so. Okay. you know, and it's, it'll get there to where you don't need the body at all. That it's still, the computers aren't great at doing. It's great at face swapping. But you can't just type in something like, well, here, give me a scene of three people walking through a forest. That's not going to work that well. Mm. But what's fairly easy is to pay three schlubs to walk through the forest and then just change the way they look. <laughs> so that's where that's all going to go. I can see the casting call wanted three schlubs. Yes. Yes. Meet at the forest. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to look. I mean, right. I mean, because really most of the actresses in porn, I mean, there have been exceptions, but most of them are not stunning looking mm -hmm. with AI. You're they like, are. well, we can have some average looking girl and then we can just make her look like Adriana Lima by pressing a button. Now oh. wait, just wait till that works in reality because there is a, uh, the software is already there to use with webcams, which means, oh, okay, you say who's, you know, where the face is and then you can swap that face in real time for anybody else's face. Just imagine you could have your Google glasses and be like, oh, your wife's not so attractive. Just just cycle through. You want her to look like Adriana Lima? Click this button. Oh, dear. You want her to look like um, uh, whoever? You know, it could be Scarlett so, Johansson, whatever. So this will destroy only, only fans' fortunes as well? I, I think so. Wow. wow. I think anybody that is making money 
right now on their image is going to have an issue. I believe at this point already, a decent percentage of the OnlyFans that people think are real women are AI already. You think, wow. And Mm. it's only going to get worse as the technology becomes more and more in the hands of people that want to use it. Because how would you know? Most of the time on OnlyFans, you don't know if it's a real person or not. It's not like uh, you're seeing your favorite celebrity that starred in a bunch of movies or singer, whatever it is. So it's like, how do you know it's a real person? Hmm. So so then another offshoot growth industry from this will be somebody, some some service that will find a way to authenticate real people right. so you can distinguish them from ai shit right with a watermark i wonder how that will work but somebody's got to be working on that right now i would think and they're already saying there's gonna there's never gonna be a way i mean ever somebody's gonna try to come up with it as they've done with the text with oh no we can tell this was written by an ai the text is probably going to be the hardest of them all hmm. to determine but the photographs and the videos have gotten so realistic that I don't think you're ever going to be able to know for 100%. It's always going to be guessing because the end result is the people that are trying to make money. If you were the AI genius that CSB is and you were running a stable of OnlyFans girls that weren't real, you don't want people to know they're not real. You want this to be the money to keep rolling in and people to believe that they're having a ongoing relationship that when they send in messages, they get responses back, which most likely also written by AI. Just think about all of this, because I know there are services out there already. that are like, hey, your AI girlfriend, I mean, you can say how much you want it to text you or send you messages. So God, I know it's just it's so very weird the world that we live in Mm. but i'm just thinking you could really use something like that to you know make another girl completely jealous you know if you're going out and all of a sudden your phone you just keep getting texts from different females that's a yeah that's cool service yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh like it makes it look like you're in demand yeah all this stuff can all be automated Mm. and uh blitz said uh as Talking about Adriana Lima, Darren O would totally Peter Max her. Oh, yeah. And then some. <laughs> and then some. There is nothing wrong with Adriana Lima, even at uh the the old age of like 40 or whatever she is now. She must be 40 by now. Yeah. Now you have a Scott on speed cameras. Is this good to back to back with the Yeah, uh, sure. We can roll this. Why not? Yeah. To get the Scott rage. I mean, we don't we don't get want people to, yeah. to to lower that rage level. Yeah. This is what gets me. That there's still plenty of you people that live in this city, like New York. Especially here, Staten Island, New York City. Who aren't pissed off yet. That the people that run this city will bring in these illegal aliens by the tens of thousands and place them in your communities. Illegal aliens. Criminals. And they get cause bikes, motorcycles, scooters, without having a license, without registration, without insurance, nothing. They could crash into somebody's car, and they have been here in Staten Island. 
They can blow through lights, speeding tickets, cameras, everything. They never get pulled over because the city allows these illegal criminals to get away with fucking murder. Meanwhile, us hardworking American citizens here have to foot the fucking bill and pay every little bullshit fucking thing or we're fucked. $600 I just paid for a bunch of these little fucking invasive, unconstitutional speed camera traps. These little cameras that are everywhere. These money-sucking fucking cameras that the city puts in these working-class communities to fuck us over. And you people allow this to fucking happen. And you walk around with a smile. I want the people that run this fucking city to send me their address. See, because I'm going to make a shitload of copies of this. And I'm going to send it to you. And each one of you are going to stick this up your sister's fat fucking ass. <laughs> now that's classic, Scott, is it not? Yeah, well, the speed cameras are everywhere, I guess, in Chicago. Do you too, have now. Chicago? Yeah. Really? Wow. And that's the bullshit. people in Chicago, I mean, that's you're seeing this all over the place. Exactly what Scott just said, which is there's a lot of people in Chicago that can use a little bit of government assistance whether you think they're deserving or not another question entirely but there's a lot of people who were here in the city that weren't being taken care of but now that busloads of migrants are showing up all of a sudden the red carpet and i understand they're not exactly living in uh, the four seasons but they're getting resources that the people that are out on the street in Chicago aren't getting. And this is still the most interesting point to me because it's all divide and conquer. I don't think there's any question at all. We have beat that horse to death. It's all divide and conquer. But in this case, the demographic that is getting the most pissed off is the African-American communities that are like, why aren't we getting the resources to take care of our people that need help mm-hmm. when millions and billions of dollars are going elsewhere? Yeah. And, and it's interesting to, to kind of try to figure out, well, who are they? Who are they targeting here and why? Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan mentioned the fact that they're trying to send a lot of the Venezuelans back to Venezuela. And it's like, well, that seems antithetical for what everything else the Biden administration is doing. Mm. And he's like, well, here's the thing. The Venezuelans are akin to the Cubans. Sure. They know what shit, what a shithole communism produces. Yes. So you know who they vote for? Trump. Harry, not Democrats. Right. So why does the Biden administration want to send all the Venezuelans back? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're you're voting the wrong way, man. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting to uh, to try to put those puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And like, well, why are we targeting this? Why are we putting so much money? into housing people that have just shown up in the city when you had thousands of people who were sleeping on the streets before and aren't getting resources. Mm -hmm. Well, this new speaker guy, I mean, they're trying to cancel him. I don't know much about him, except he does remind me, doesn't he remind you, Darren, of um, Phil Hartman doing a bit? (laughs) Yes, yes, he does. I kept looking at guy thinking, where the fuck do I know him from? And then I realized, oh, it's kind of like Phil Hartman doing a character. 
Um, but he 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 spelled it all out again, you know, very clearly, and I thought courageously saying, "Hey, we know what the fuck you're up to. You're just you're just this this massive welcoming invasion is an attempt to swell the voter rolls in your favor by millions, and that's what the fuck it is." And of course, now they're trying to. Now he's a racist. They're trying to cancel him. He's you know he's just he's he's probably any second he'll be the new Hitler. Because there's always a new Hitler. Well, yeah, and he's also religious, so you can't have that. Oh yeah, you can't have that. No. <laughs> yeah. That is the the sure sign the left doesn't want to have you around. Right. Right. But the path to citizenship cannot completely disappear. It's one thing if you want everybody to be allowed in if they're vetted checked out and all of that but it is not an instantaneous thing it's not like well walk across the border now you're an american no there's always been a procedure and part of that procedure was there in order so the whole country does not get upended in a variety of different ways and you had to make some hoops so that way if the people really want to stay here there's certain sure. things you have to do in order to become a citizen. You can't just walk into. Well, now you can. Well, now you're right. You now you can. This would be a good time to play the Kamala clip. Is there ever a good time to play a Kamala clip? <laughs> oh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> Most Americans say that they don't think you're doing a good job on the border. You and Stop. the administration. I mean, what job has she done on the border? Well, yeah, well, the the job that Joey's told her to do, which is leave the fucking gate open and roll out the welcome wagon and the courtesy vans and the cell phones and the cash rewards. This guy, by the way, this guy is, this isn't that, like that idiot Scott Pelley or somebody. This is a guy named Bill Whitaker, uh, who's kind of a lesser known 60 Minutes host. He's very good. I used to shoot skeet with him in Los Angeles. Which says something about Bill's political background. He was a big shotgunner. What does that tell you? He, he, and, he can't like guns and be a, a liberal. Well, yeah, exactly. And so if this is one where we really would be so fun to have video, because if you saw Bill's face as he's asking her this question, he looks fucking ripshit furious. And uh, yeah, so anyway, you can continue. Border, you and the administration. The number of people trying to cross the U.S. southern border is at an all-time high. It's no secret that we have. Stop. She she stifled the cackle. She broke into a huge smile, which she's wont to do, as we've seen many times. But I guess somebody's been telling you you really got to dial down, down, dial down that cackle, Kamala. Which she did. But you can hear that. I mean, Adam always picks up the chuckle and Gates's voice and this and that as a as a tell, right? And she has one too. And you know, you can hear you can hear almost almost launch of the cackle, but she stifles it. And the more I watch YouTube, the more I find people who, for no reason, laugh at things that aren't funny. Oh God, yeah, yes. it's a weird thing, and I, I it don't is so fucking weird, isn't that weird? I don't understand the psychology. I'm sure there is something to it because there's, it's not just one yeah. or two people. I think it's, I think a lot of people do it who are uncomfortable in their own skin and very nervous. Um, yeah. I guess, I which would make hard. sense if you're doing something like YouTube videos and maybe you're not that comfortable with being in front of a camera. Yeah. But it's just very strange when people laugh at things that there's no business. And most people, you're not talking about, you know, dead babies or things like the stuff Kamala ends up laughing about. 
which it's like it really should concern people to be like well you know there was this semi that came through with 45 dead children in it and she's like (laughs) right it's like that's not funny Mm -hmm. a broken immigration system short term of course right well yeah we have we all larry we all know we have a broken immigration system yeah we all know it's no secret no secret that it's it's, it's no secret (laughs) it's no secret oh yeah that's she's really it's there although i mean she's if she's controlling it now i give her some credit because that's not easy to do if if you really want to laugh although then you kind of end up talking like charlie manson all the time man you're trying to hold, <laughs> trying to hold that laughing man charlie, that's, baby. it's kind of he would have mr been a, m as we called him around the house yeah. he would have been a lot better vice president than kamala harris it's no secret that we have a broken immigration system short term we need a safe orderly and humane border policy well Yes, close it. I mean, the concept yeah. that the only safe and um, policy and in, 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 what did she say? Safe and uh, humane. Safe and humane, right. Yeah. The only humane thing to do is allow everybody in. It's like, that's not true. In her mind, it is. But I mean, it's, complete, it's a complete lie. It's an in-your-face lie. The border policies worked fine. They worked great under Trump, didn't they? Yes, they did. But they're not adhering to them. So, you know, but she's she's just an inveterate liar. Yes. Yes. I think that's obvious. And an idiot. Border policy. And long term, we need to invest in the root causes of migration. But Stop. oh, my God, am yeah, I tired of that? Right. There you go. So the so the answer is let's throw money at any nation in the world so that it's it's not so attractive for them to want to come to the united states make make it just as nice there so they won't leave that's what she's saying is it not when this is being repeated for the last three years ad nauseum that we have to look at the root causes right well the root causes and i've said this a thousand times it feels like now so i know i'm repeating myself but the root cause is the place they're leaving is not as good in their mind anyway, as the place that they're coming to. Well, let's use the correct terminology here, Darren. The fact is the world is filled with shithole countries and there will always be shithole countries. So the question is, how do we take care of that root cause? Well, right. you either fix the shithole countries or you make America a shithole country that people don't want to come to. That's how you take care of well, immigration. Looks like they've opted for the second choice. Yes, it does. That is <laughs> yes. the. Uh, yes. And that's what nobody's picking up on. It's like, so the problem they have in all these other countries is that there's too many people. They don't have the resources. They cannot house them. They cannot feed them. They have no place to go. They don't have a place to shower. So what do we do? We let them all come here and do that. Yeah. And overload our system here. It's like, well, no. See, again, the humane thing to do would, if there were countries out there, which I don't think there's a lot, it's been tried in the past where, oh, it's not like sending money because Venezuelans seem to be the big ones right now. The guy that was walking through Chicago talking to everybody, all the migrants appeared to be from Venezuela. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the Venezuelan people choose to come to chicago for one reason or another but they're almost all 
Venezuelan. You ask then if there was a way to go and be like, well, you know, instead of spending all this money on the migrants once they get here where they have no place to stay and they're sleeping on the floors of police stations and they cannot get work because they don't have the legal authority to do so, wouldn't it be much better to just put those resources into Venezuela so they can get everything cleaned up there and then the people would never have to leave? But most of the time, it's because it's a shithole country because of a shithole corrupt government. And the only way to get rid of a shithole corrupt government would be to go take over that country. Well, yeah. And I don't, I didn't hear anybody yet be like, you know, we should really just go take over Venezuela. That way we could just make that the 51st date. We could just go right on down. Well, just wait. Somebody will say that. It might be a better idea at this point. Then we could just send everybody to Venezuela and be like, nope, they're still in America. Yeah. Well, you never know. You never know. But the bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come Stop. on, participate. In- Stop. Congress. Have you? Right. To I, I knew you'd pick up on that. What the fuck word is that? Conversates. Conversates. Is that? I, let's see. I think he was trying to say con. Um, let me see here. It's act. Come on. But the bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come on. I think she's saying Congress, but she's just she slurs. No, no that's she just invent. She just pulled a word right out of her ass. Or she's drunk. She no idea what she's saying. She's basically illiterate. No, no, there Congress. Congress needs to act. Conversates. Conversates. We need to act. We need to act now. Bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come on, participate in the solution instead of political gamesmanship. Oh, there we go. So there you go. Political gamesmanship. Participate in the solution. <laughs> right, which means do what we say. Do not. Yeah have a different point of view exactly it's not humane what's going on for these migrants that have come here and like i said they always grew up his last name peter whatever his last name is santaleno or all the venezuelans that he was talking to here in chicago and he came across at least that's on the video probably people from four or five different families and the consensus was no they wouldn't do it again they would not make that journey again because what they have arrived at, not a whole lot better than where they left. So maybe Kamala's winning this war on, on the mm-hmm. root causes. Next, we're going to have to find the root causes of why college-age males screw anything they see. That is going to be another big question on the uh, government's mind. Do they still? I don't think they do anymore. Maybe not. All the college-age males are watching AI porn. That, that, at least that's what the women are saying. That may be true. That may be true. That I that is a uh, luckily not a group that we're plugged into. No, but I can uh-huh. see that because again, you have been totally brainwashed about what you should be doing and how you should act in toxic masculinity, and uh, and that's the hilarity of the whole thing is that the end result is always the same, and it separates people. Sure, that's your government for you, right there, Kamala. She knows what she's doing. And that's the sad part of it is that she's not the complete buffoon. She's way more the Joker of this uh, novel where yeah, she comes off like an idiot, but I think she knows what she's doing. 
That's a show title. Conversates. She conversates <laughs> while wearing her Converse, while she's listening to some Snoop Dogg and smoking some weed. There you go. That's all. Now, Hillary Clinton, she's getting a little antsy when people uh, interrupt a panel that she is conducting. Oh, you got this clip? Yeah. That's did you? One. Did I, oh, I got the audio up enough, I think, of the guy yelling at her that, uh, good. that makes it more interesting, too. Especially, I mean, once it gets to the end, it's just, for me, it's the fact that you've got about 90 seconds of Hillary trying to be nice at the beginning and then just totally disintegrating. They don't want truth to be disseminated. So that's a very powerful uh, tool for they want NGOs it to be conversated. Well right, right. That's, that's exactly it. You got to conversate. Conversate that truth. Yeah. A tool for NGOs as well as international organizations. So honestly, I'm, we're, I'm sorry. We've got two more people to hear from you. You have a chance. Well, I'm not sorry. You sit down and we're going to let other people. We're going to let other people talk. I'm going to turn now to Frank Mugisha. Frank Mugisha is a leading civil rights. I like how she's just trying to shout the guy over him. It's beautiful. It's like, you have a microphone, sweetie. You don't have to talk that loud. Organizer who is. President Joe Biden calling for $100 billion of funding. I'm sorry. You know, this is not some, this is not the way to have a conversation. If you want to have a conversation, you're welcome to come talk to me afterwards. Stop. Now, Isn't that rich? Uh-huh. I love that. You hear that a lot. You hear that so often. Yeah. Get past the fucking the elephants and the guys with the Kevlar vest and automatic weapons. and Talk. Talk to her privately later. Right. Sure. It was like the. Uh, okay. Ninety nine percent of the baseball players trying to get autographs back in the day. You know, catch me after, you know, catch yeah. me when they're going out onto the field, catch me on my way back in. Right. And how many of them did you ever think stopped afterwards? Almost none. Sure. The only one off the top of my head that I could remember, which pulled the, you know, I'll sign after I warm up or whatever it was, was the uh, great Johan Santana, who then came back and signed for everybody that wanted it. Nice. But most no. It's like, I'll, I'll catch you on the way back out. And then it's like, no. Nope. It's just something to say to get people. But Hillary, the whole, to me, that's where the threats were kind of starting. Like the, oh, you want to, you want to talk to me? You talk to me after. I'll show you. Yeah. I'll see you outside school. Uh Uh-huh. Well, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. But, but, well, then sit down. We've heard your opinion. Thank you very much. Now we're going to turn to people who are on the front lines of working on behalf of human rights. But it's not, it's not free speech when you are disrupting everybody else's opportunity to speak. Openly warmongering, suicidal, idiotic speech. And I've given my answer. I will not do that. So that's the end of our conversation. Okay. But I'll still meet you outside. But you're done. Whoa. I love that <laughs> ending. Well, but you're done. I mean, to be fair, I may totally disagree with what she's saying, but I, I like the angry Hillary. I find that to be yeah. fun to watch. I mean, when you hear that shrew voice, the only thing pops into my head is, can you blame Bill? Really? <laughs> can you blame Bill at all? Because, you know, really, he seems like such a likable guy. I mean, again, take all he the does. politics out. Leave the politics out. I'd love to have a beer with Bill for he, sure. He seems yes. like he would have been a really fun guy to hang with back in the day. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Now, Hillary. Wow. She is. Uh, 
She's getting a little bit feisty. Yeah. She's probably still pissed off that she won that election, that she wasn't made president. <laughs> oh, wait, they can say that. See, that's okay yeah. if you're a Democrat and yeah. you say things. But if you're a Republican, no, no, you can't say the same things. Those damn Russians. And I had to pull this clip because I looked for the the uncensored clip. There is one thing that is a pet peeve of mine, and that is when every news organization in the world, including ones that are not held to the, oh, you better beep all the bad words standard, mm-hmm. and that they won't run with the original audio. So this, I'm sure most people have seen the story because this one was everywhere, it seems. Uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee berating some of her staffers. I just thought, again, this was a, a fun little bit to uh, to raise that curtain and see what goes on in those. My guess would be in those limos as they're traveling from one location to another, as yeah. you can tell by some of the sounds here. Uh you took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from yesterday. Jerome took it up, sir. I have to call him to pick it up when I switched out the paper. I'll call him. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking frame. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such date. That's what I want. Stop. That's the kind of. What did she say? I don't want you to. I couldn't get some of that. You gotta. Yeah, I want you to have a fucking brain. I believe is what she says. (laughs) Which I mean, now can you say that to a staffer in today's? Who is she talking to? Is this in a car? Like you said, it does. I believe it's a car because I mean, one. I think that has to be a turn signal going click, 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 click. Right, the tick, tick sounds like a turn signal. But that's like an old turn signal. Right, very old. So maybe it's an old limo or something. I don't know. Mm. Or it's a car with a really, really because that. The only thing I can think of that has that kind of a uh, that kind of a sound to it would be the old turn signals. Yeah. A fucking train. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such day. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my um, schedule. And, uh, you know, if they boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuckface did it. And nobody... Good old fuckface did, did it. Shit-ass what? She's what? like, if somebody else uses, like... You know, again, if you're going to say that Joe did it, Larry did it, but she's like, fuck face did it. <laughs> she's just like coming up with all these names. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I like her. Yeah. You know, if they boo-boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuck face did it, and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office. Okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovide Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the fucking calendar. Not to oh Jerome Hansen. Okay? So when I called Jerome, he only me sit up there like a fat-ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay? So Jerome's a fat-ass fucking idiot for everybody that's trying to follow along at home. That Jerome. <laughs> And I tried cleaning this one up. Unfortunately, the sound of her voice and all of the uh, background noise were pretty much in the same band. So I guess the magical we could separate everything didn't quite work. So we couldn't use that on this one. He only sit up there like a fat ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay, both of y'all are fuck up the fucking app. 
is the worst shit that I could have ever had put together. Two goddamn big ass children. Fucking idiots. Serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody. Nobody's respecting them. Nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. And you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to Jerome. This is not child's work. Thank no, this is not child's work. This is government. What a sweetheart, huh? Uh-huh. Mm. I thought was really a congresswoman from where's Sheila Jackson Lee is uh, California, I think. Mm. I believe. Okay. They all kind of meld into each other. All these Congress critters. Yeah. But here's what uh, Jesse Waters had to say about that clip. Mm. Primetime out to the congresswoman staff for comment. They told us they'd get back to us with a statement, which they never did. Sounds like they're still making mistakes and they learn nothing. Now, Jackson Lee is accusing her political opponent of leaking a phone conversation she had with her own staff. Congresswoman, I hate to break it to you. Fox is in the hen house. Your staff leaked it. So it's imperative you clean house. Now, if I was a Houston resident, I'd put a Sheila Jackson Lee sign on my yard and a bumper sticker on my truck. Okay, thank you. So Houston and Sir Omaha was pointing out Texas uh, 18th district from the clip custodian because the clip custodian, he knows every damn thing. He does. It's not like the Republicans are going to win in Houston anyway. But that's the kind of political leadership I want in a politician. That kind of leadership is dead today. Everyone's too afraid of HR, too afraid of feelings. What about my feelings? What about the boss's feelings? What about the feelings of the people Sheila Jackson Lee ghosted because they didn't tell her the event was on the calendar? And if you need more evidence that I'm on the right side of the issue, The View disagrees. This was verbal and abuse. This thing is you. so bad that we can't even play a little bit of well, it. Well, we is, can't play a little bit of it because it's all blue. It's all. It was, I mean, it's emotional abuse. It's yeah. it's toxic. It frankly, if she was any. It's emotional abuse, Larry, to mm-hmm. yell at somebody that works for you. And as much as, again, I don't like Hillary Clinton. I don't like Sheila Jackson Lee's politics. But if somebody that's working for you is dropping the ball. I got yelled at a few times as an employee. It's part of being an employee. Maybe not anymore. I don't know. I guess can can anybody even uh, reprimand somebody today without getting a lawsuit filed because their feelings were hurt that they were told that, you know, they didn't do the job they were supposed to do. I guess not. It's emotional abuse abuse it's it's toxic frankly if she was anything other than a congresswoman she'd probably be taken to hr and fired but but since taken to hr and fired you know as a congresswoman well let's let's add in that she may just happen to be black too that's going to make it a little harder in today's world to fire somebody for you know being angry you don't are you saying that this is an angry black person that sounds racist view people Mm. There's no speaker. Who's going to censure her? Yeah. Who's going to refer her to the ethics committee? Oh, the view do live in an interesting world. They do. The yes. Not reality. Not reality. Committee. The view is a toxic work environment. <laughs> Just ask any of the last seven <laughs> view co-hosts who cried themselves to sleep every night until they got fired. Also, it's too bad to play the soundbite on The View. These ladies talk about P-tapes and fake orgasms. Joy does. 
And they want to send Sheila Jackson Lee to the Ethics Committee. Wait, so Congress can pull fire alarms, take gold bars home, insider trade and marry their brother. Oh, and sexually harass staffers and silence them with cash from a secret slush fund. But they can't tell their staff, do your job. Apparently working is unethical in Congress. There you go. Yeah, well, it is in government. I mean, really, the whole thing's a fucking scam. So, yeah, it's kind of the whole point of what they've been pushing for America that you don't want to work. Right. How dare these companies make you? You're seeing more and more that including Amazon that are like, well, if you don't come into work four days a week now, we're going to fire your ass. And of course, people are fighting against that. It's like, I don't know this this concept that people can work from home for most jobs unless you're a podcaster i'm probably not with you on working from home (laughs) for anything that you have multiple people working on the same project like it's not the same thing having the little meetings online you don't know what people are doing and i know that sounds bad but i could tell you it's human nature sure that Okay, you're supposed to be working an eight-hour day. If you're sitting at home and nobody is monitoring what you're doing, how many of those eight hours do you think normal people actually are working? You're seeing more of these, like the millennials especially, and they're not the only ones. They're like, oh, they want me to come back into the office, but then, you know, who's going to walk my dog? Right. (laughs) Who's walking the dog? The goldfish. Uh Uh-huh. Like, who's going to take care of this if I'm not here? It's like, well, then you shouldn't have gotten, uh, shouldn't have gotten a job where (laughs) you have to go in and work. But this concept of working from home, it just, it seems like it is the beginning of a major collapse of a lot of different things because it doesn't even feel like it's work at this point. Yeah. Well, good. Let it all collapse. Let it blow up. We get this shit. Fuck it. Then we will all move to Larry land. <laughs> it's like we need to listen to the voices in my head. All uh, right. Not the voices in yours. Listen to them in mine. Which clip would you like to go into next year? We got Carlson on Biden. You got Galloway or Shake Shack shithead, which that the alliteration on that title alone is beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, there's 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 a lot of, you know, and you've heard this from the boys over on No Agenda. Um, I would disagree with John. I don't believe that uh, Pfizer will be bankrupt anytime soon <clears throat> over this. But um, the blowback, the backlash is, it seems to be getting stronger. And that's a good thing. And so these people are, are, are dodging and obfuscating. And, and, and at, uh, one of the most egregious ones was some clown named Scott Galloway I'd never heard of. Um, but he showed up uh, in a link on Citizens Free Press and got a lot of play on X. And uh, what this guy says is just, uh, it's just mind-blowing, you know. So you could just roll that and we'll take it from there. Yeah, he is. I know I'd heard the name. He is a professor at yes. New York University. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've heard his name. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he's a professor there, but he's also allegedly very wealthy. He ginned up a few corporations and they did well. And I, now, of course, he's got a podcast, which I did sample, and it's absolutely fucking unlistenable. Um, and that's why it's sponsored by somebody. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, he's, he's, um, he's quite a, quite a cretin, I think. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. 
I wanted a harsher lockdown policy, and in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people the CDC, I'd like to thank the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information, and we were doing our best. So yeah, it's, 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 well. so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that was COVID. Yeah. Okay. Now, I should have set that up more, more thoroughly. Um, he was flanking Bill Maher in the center. And, and uh, Galloway was one side, and uh, Frankenstein, Andrew Cuomo, disgraced former <laughs> governor of New York, was on the other side, okay? And uh, this asshole says this, and it was just mind-blowing. Give, give us some grace and forgiveness, right? So um, I copied a few of the comments that people had on, on Twitter, because um, I thought they said it very well. Here's one guy that said, we were doing our best by silencing and ostracizing the people who turned out to be correct. No, you were not doing your best. You were doing what you were told without thought or question. I do not forgive any of them. I thought that guy was very kind because my reply to Scott would be, fuck you. Um, here's another one. I like what this guy said. Hey, Scott, <clears throat> nice try and nice rewriting of history, minimizing the facts that were available out there both here and abroad, but you didn't bother to inform yourself. The absolute suppression of early COVID treatments info is the most despicable act committed on this world. Guy might be very right. Um, so, so this, but this is what's going on now. Creeps like this Galloway guy uh, are, are sticking their head out of their sewer and saying, oh, you know, we did the best we could. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Well, and the the great people or whatever he called them at the CDC. The great people. Yeah. Yeah. And a hat tip to fucking Cuomo sitting on the other side of Mar, who's responsible for a minimum of 15,000 senior de uh, deaths. And I have a clip of that as well, which you might find interesting. That is uh, the Jay Carlson one? No. This would be, um, um, let's see, this would be listed as Cuomo and Mar. I don't have that. You don't have was, that was it, one. Was it late? There was a six oh, in the. Uh, no, in this I must have. Maybe I missed that when I when I shipped them over to you. Well, you know, I'll send this to you. In the meantime, why don't you run? Um, uh, where the hell is it? Um, fuck, is it? We got the Shake Shack shithead. Or Shake Shack, yeah, run the Shake Shack <laughs> shithead, and I'll um, I'll sneak uh, Cuomo and Marty you uh, through a back channel. We know right now that the vaccine works and it's time to, to make sure that this economy continues to move forward. We've been stop. truly it, encouraging yeah, stop. people. And I want to be really clear. Isn't that rich? We know that the vaccine works. This was like eight days into it. Now, this guy, this guy founded the, the restaurant chain Shake Shack and he owns a bunch of other restaurants, I guess, in the New York area. And to hear him speak about this, which it probably mirrors the way or echoes the way Galloway and so many of these thousands of people spoke with complete fucking confidence. There wasn't a, a shadow of doubt in their minds. And anybody who questioned that were castigated, denigrated, called fucking deniers, scumbags, uh, uh, toxic people, etc. And so you listen to this guy talk and it's just 
fucking mind blowing. The the bullshit he's spouting as if it is factual truth. Well, this again, I think, is a case of splitting things up because I believe there was a percentage of people that the vaccine worked for and it was great. But you're not talking about then the people that it did damage to that probably weren't going to get all that sick from the vaccine in the first or from the disease in the first place where the vaccine ended up being way more detrimental to their livelihood. But they're like, no, no, there's no doubt that it worked. Like, okay, I'm sure that we probably saved some people in that 70, 80, 90 age group who didn't have side effects to it because there were a decent amount of people who still had it in that age range. But this is where you could really lie with statistics because if there was a really, let's just pretend for a minute, not COVID, let's just say there's some deadly disease out there and you come up with a vaccine that will actually help 30% of the people, but it'll kill 70%. You're not lying when you say the vaccine worked. You're just not talking about who it worked for and what the other downside of it was. But I don't know that they were ever conclusively able to prove that it worked in any regard, because when it came out of the gate, according to all the authorities, according to Pfizer, CDC, Walensky, Fauci, a hundred percent effective or like 90. There was there were some really bizarre numbers thrown out there. Yeah. And we and we watched them. We watched them. That that thing drop like the barometer in a, in a, you know, in a hurricane and uh, until it wound up to being, well, they just completely abandoned any talk of effectiveness as far as stopping transmission or, or, uh, or infection. And then, and then went to the fallback position of, well, you'll get less sick, which is completely fucking counterfactual. No one can prove that. That is, that is bullshit on the face of it, on the face of it. So, you know, did it work at all? I don't know. What we know didn't work was the lack of early treatment. Fucking ventilators, which was an 85% death uh, sentence. Um, remdesivir, say goodbye to your kidneys. You know, it was fucking incredible. It was absolutely fucking incredible. And douchebags like this Galloway. No, you don't get any fucking grace or forgiveness, prick. No. And well, again, vitamin D, zinc, drink yeah. a lot of water. You know, yes. this was never yeah, sunshine, eat healthy, try not to be obese. Those are some of the th- good preventatives never told to anyone. Now, is Scott Galloway, Digiguru, is he and Kara Swisher? Is that a regular podcast or was he just on one episode? Cause I'm, Scott Galloway's everywhere. Again, I've heard that name. It has yeah. to be on no agenda a bunch, but I can swear I've even heard it outside of uh, could be outside of that. But yeah, this concept that, well, again, the people that push the one thing they want to to try to make it look like they were right. Right. Yes. And he also he used the word in there, you know, disinformation. So, of course, it's deflection. It's it's I'm sorry, but it's really not my fault. No, and I would respect this guy if he said, you know what? I was a fucking idiot. I was a fucking idiot. And I'm really sorry for what I said. You know, right. I wouldn't be talking like this. Now. It turns it out that bull- we were wrong. It was a right. bullshit apology. It was an absolute bullshit fake apology. Okay, He's not sorry for a fucking thing. No. And there's nobody that I've yet seen go, well, you know, we thought it was way more deadly. So we did some really stupid things by trying to force people into something that ended up possibly being more dangerous for them than contracting yeah. the bug. Yes. What's interesting, though, is the uh, 
the amount of people, there are a few that I've heard recently going into pneumonia, including Dale Earnhardt Jr., who is about our age and is about 50 or so. I don't know how old Ariner is, the guy that runs No Agenda Social, but it sounds like he's gone into pneumonia. It's like it's it seems weird. I wonder if there is something going around. And this is from and this is from COVID. I'm I don't know. I'm guessing, but this is something that's going around now. So whether it is an offshoot of COVID, but Earnhardt, it was just a few weeks ago, and I saw Aaron Earnhardt just now talking about he's had this for about a week and a half, and it's not going away, and he thinks it's into pneumonia. It's like he didn't didn't want to go to the doctor yet, but uh, Earnhardt went into an urgent care center. He's like, yeah, they said you have pneumonia in one lung. They gave me a shot, and like two days later, I was feeling better. So I don't know if Aaron is just anti-doctor over. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. A lot sure, of people who sure. are like all doctors are bad and it's like find a good doctor. No. It's you're very lucky heard on, you know, your episode talking about you respect your doctor and he's a good guy. And you're a very fortunate guy like that because I had doctors like that until Obama said you can keep your doctor and then suddenly they went away. Um so now it's just if I need a doctor, it's a fucking UFO. Um but that said, you know, don't fuck around with pneumonia if uh ever, you know, whoever. That's uh that's no joke. Get that dealt with. Yeah, get it taken care of. That was when the yeah. whole Obama you can uh, keep your doctor. It was my doctor. Yes. That's like, that's a fucking lie. Yeah. And he was dropping F-bombs even more than you or I in this. We saw him in this last visit, which as he regaled us, my wife and I, with the stories of what had happened to him, almost died. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it, it started. This is, this is the guy with the, uh, the, the doctor with the, uh, the back injury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The back how injury. Did that did he, How did he take that fall? He went to a pickup, uh, burger after work and it was raining and he's like it was the slipperiest thing he ever hit he's like kind of like black ice so there must have been something on the sidewalk that he's like i went from you know under an overhang so the everything was dry to hit the wet pavement and the, oh, the shit. feet just went out from under him mm. and it's awful yeah well he tried to tough it out for like 10 days because he's uh i think yugoslavian and he played hockey as a kid and he's tough you know so he kind of thought he yeah. could uh He's like, what are they going to do? Give me an x-ray and tell me, you know, that's fractured. And uh, yeah, sure this enough. Is so funny. This is a physician saying this. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's like, what are they going to be able to? But it's like, how do you do it? You know, <laughs> fracturing your back. It's one of those things where it's not like you can put a cast on it because there was a surgery. And he's like, yeah, well, the surgery. And then he like really made it. So he was like very straight up and down. He's like, yeah, if you do the surgery, this is what you're like for 10 years. And it's like, ooh, 10 years. Yeah. Like that is not any fun. But when he told me that his orthopedic surgeon that he finally got checked out through said it was the most painful fracture in all of orthopedics. It's like that. God. But the the ordeal of then where all of the swelling in that where he went into being paralyzed for I don't even know how long. I didn't get the exact detail. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you know, I didn't even realize, you know, going to the bathroom, you on yourself didn't even realize this was going on. Just everything started to go into a very bad state, went into sepsis, Jeez. which he's like, yeah, sepsis is 50 50. And then he went into something yeah. else. He's like going to be alive. He really is. Yeah. Well, he grabbed my wrist and he's like, yeah, my thigh was smaller than this at one point. Wow he's like i looked like somebody that came out of a concentration camp that's what and so it's like well i mean i guess good that you're on the mend and he made his way through because he's like well i'm just laying there because they're like the only thing you can really do 
is lay flat on your back. That's what you're going to need to do if this is going to heal on its own. So he's like, well, of course, I'm a doctor, so I'm doing all of the, you know, I'm thinking about all of this, about what's going on and diagnosing all of it. And it's like, well, that's probably the worst thing you could do is having the knowledge. Yes, yes. (laughs) Of what's going on to you while you're like, well, this isn't good. Yeah. This isn't good at all. But this all, we got this story, but it was also uh, when he asked my wife and I, he's like, so do you want the flu shots? And I'm like, I, well, I don't care. I've always gotten the flu shot. I said, yes, the wife said no. And I'm like, but you know, I'm not taking any COVID shot. And he looked at me and he's like, I wouldn't give you the COVID shot if you asked me for the COVID shot. So I'm like, okay. He's like, we, he's like, you and I have been on the same page since all the COVID stuff started. And it's like, again, you need to find a good doctor who isn't just looking to check all of the boxes that the government says to check and uh, knows what's right for you. I, again, I believe my mom's had COVID a few times, never tested positive for it. And the last time it was basically just the sniffles and my dad or wife, neither one of them have ever gotten anything like you. There's something in y'all DNA. You should all get checked and be like, what is get checked and then bottle it and make money. Yes. (laughs) Yes. There's something in there that makes you immune to uh, the big bad bug that's going around. But you have to find that doctor. And it's like, I guess now that we know how close we came to not having this guy around. uh, Yeah. God, what a story. Uh huh. I mean, it was just, he's like, you wouldn't believe me. And he's like, this isn't even all of the details. It was just one thing after another. He was in the ICU. I don't know how many total days, but, you know, I've always had blood pressure that runs fairly high. And he's like, you know what my blood pressure was for five days in the ICU? 40 over zero. Oh my God. Uh huh. It's like, how can he be alive with that? Well, he's like, the only thing under that is dead. That's the yeah. only, the only lower blood pressure than that. And it's like, I, he, there's uh, you know, they, one of the doctors just told him at one point, the best thing you can do is pray. And obviously something worked because he's walking around and he is, uh, you know, besides all the therapy that he has to be doing, he's uh, sure. on the way back, which it took him like a year. This my parents saw him about a year ago and he was complaining that he had fallen and his mm-hmm. back was hurting. And he's like he he kind of gutted it out for about 10 days until one day he was just sitting there with the patient and then couldn't stand up again where he had to go mm-hmm. you know, call the nurses to get him up. And uh, yeah. it was after that that all of the you know, the real fun stuff started happening, but you realize you're injured and thinking, well, it'll just, it'll go away. It'll get better. Just a little, mm. just a little fracture. It'll be fine. Yeah. How old a dude is he? He is about 58 to 60. So he's close to our age. Yeah. Damn. You know, which I guess is better Please. if he was like 80 or 70, he would have an issue. Yeah. Good. But I'm glad he was back. And, uh, hopefully this all continues to work in the right direction for him. and. And probably will just continue to make him a better doctor because he actually cares about what happens to people. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think he's about gone through everything that was always the running joke before there. Cause it's like, if you went in and you had, uh, you know, whatever affliction, it's like most likely he's had it or has it at that particular <laughs> point. So he knows exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Wow. Continues to move forward. We've been, truly encouraging people. And I want to be really clear, the vast majority of our employees at Union Square Hospitality Group 
have answered the call and are vaccinated. So we're not Stop. talking about a very Stop. large population. Hold on, hold on. This, but for this, those who I need to grab didn't that feel screen. That the carrot was enough when we offered eight dollars. Every time I go to pull, download that other clip. <laughs> I close that screen and you're like, stop, wait, wait. Oh shit. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I should have just let it play. Oh, no, it's okay. What do we, it's, it's the fun uh, of the uh, show. We are highly trained know, professionals I, after 101 episodes. How about I recite some poetry while you're downloading the, is that, what, is that what you have? Some, uh, the wreck of the Hesperus. If only I knew it by heart, but I don't. <laughs> well, see, that's going to make it harder then. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I've got so, the clip. You get the clip. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, this guy, I sh again, I didn't, I didn't set this up properly. I'm sorry about that. Um, this guy was with this clip is back from like, uh, 2020, 2021, early in the, the COVID shit show. Um, so this is, this, and so it's, it's not looking back on it. This is no, this is, this is, this is vintage and he's, he's on a, a CNBC or, uh, I think it's CNBC with, uh, uh, what's his name? Andrew Sorkin. And um, he's, he's braying, he's basically taking a victory lap because he was one of the first, um, uh, restaurateurs to require that not only his staffers get the jab, but, um, that, um, uh, customers, or as he calls them guests, um, show, show proof, proof of vaccination before they could eat in one of his uh, eateries. Ooh, remember that show your vax card, show your vax card. And so, uh, so that's what he's talking about. And he's, he's very, uh, self-congratulatory and aggrandizing over his, uh, his actions. And again, he speaks, you know, with total certainty ex cathedra, uh, as if he knows everything, that everything he's saying is a fucking fact. And of course, none of it was a fact. And, um, these, no, are, these are the guys, the media uh, at the time was telling you it all was fact. So I guess yes, they why were. people thought. <laughs> That's what, that's what people thought. And this guy Sorkin too, he was, he, he jumped in. I don't know if it's part of this clip or I'm, I trimmed it a bit cause it was getting kind of verbose, but he was also saying, well, I've been along a proponent of, uh, of, uh, mandatory vaccinations and all the workplaces, blah, blah, blah. and I think how many of these guys want to walk this shit back now? How many, well, how many would, I don't um, know. I don't think many, cause I think there are still colleges yeah. that are doing it. Yes. You're, you're correct there. Mm -hmm. Now you want to talk yeah. about a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, I can't wait. The yeah. mRNA vaccines, especially with young males and the issues yeah. that they're causing. Mm -hmm. And the nefariousness of all this is that they've, from what I can tell, have discontinued. So if you really thought you had to have the vaccine and you know that mRNA, that technology specifically is causing the problems with younger males with the myocarditis and whatnot. Why would you stop making the mRNA? mrna right. vaccines why would you stop making those if you know if you believe that the vaccines are important which i don't at this point but i'm sure that if you were somebody that believed that the vaccine for covid was still vitally important mm -hmm. but you know the mrna vaccines were causing issues with young people why would you right. discontinue the one that wasn't which was the j and j which was yes the, the, your choice and clearly the smart choice well i haven't died yet I mean, there's still <laughs> people think, that are like, you're improving. You get your, you get your teeth straightened out and you're feeling better and you're exercising more. So I'm, I'm down with the J and J and you turn. So there, see, that's again, the, do you have to have a doctor that knows you? Yes. Not, not just checking off a box, <laughs> but Hey, that's hard to find. God. Very large population. But for those who didn't feel that the carrot was enough when we offered $8 excuse me, eight hours of pay per shot, 
Stop. Oh, eight hours of pay per shot. Eight hours of pay per shot. So figure the, I would, I would guess that, you know, most fast food workers, you know, they're knocking down something in the range of, of minimum wage, say, so, so that's 15 bucks times uh, an hour times eight. That's $120 uh, versus uh Permanent heart damage. Right. Hey, Scott, sign me up. I mean, whatever the fuck this guy's name is. I forgot to show you. Oh, Danny's name is Danny Myers. Now, I mean, unbelievable. Talk about tone deaf. Talk about don't. And he's talking about dangling a fucking carrot like this. Right. For something that was really untested and unproven. And again, speaking with total certainty, never, never a doubt. Never like, well, you know, I'm not so sure about this. Or we, you know, we've had this conversation before, Darren, several times. And the smartest guys I know are the ones that use the phrase, I don't know the most often. And people who never say that are invariably fucking morons. Yeah, because they don't know everything, but they won't admit Correct. it. Yes. In the human brain, you just can't know everything. No. And for things that are relatively new technology-wise or medical-wise, yeah, a lot of trial and error a lot of research is needed not this hey well we rushed it through everything we know it's 100 percent safe it's like you don't because you don't know right how long people may have issues no afterwards i mean you think about when this shit happened and it was, it was trump's you know with the warp speed right operation warp speed yeah okay forever forever the the trial period for any vaccination was a minimum of five years before you knew what you were dealing with, right? That was the conventional wisdom everywhere. Usually, more, sometimes a five to ten year poll to figure out what the long term effects of any any of these things would be. And they shotgunned this thing through in nine months, and nobody ever said, well, "Well, what did you do differently that shortened this window from five years to nine months?" What did you ever hear anybody ask that question? No, it was just that they thought, uh, you know, they were seeing results. So we're throwing it out. There was no long term testing done. Yeah. And if somebody didn't drop dead immediately after getting the shot, I don't think they had any real way to to follow all of this stuff through. And I think a lot of this stuff immediately right after was a lot of BS, you know, and there was a lot of things that were attributed to it that weren't from the shop but nobody knew which was the problem this is why when you're doing something like this you need a control group and the minute you don't have a control group you don't really know what is causing what right. and when you just start playing fast and loose i get it this concept was the whole world was duped into hey if you don't do this we don't do this everybody's gonna die right <laughs> and it's like but has that ever happened before i mean okay we've had really bad flus before which i mean this they're saying you know now the flu that's still going around today is a derivative of the flu that killed everybody the spanish flu back in 1917 or whatever that was mm. now one of the more interesting things was a um Something that was brought up in that Peter Santal Santangelo, whatever his name is. I always get it wrong. The YouTube guy, we've linked to him before. Yes. That the Chicago clips that he's come up with now. He was talking to the ex-cop, I believe it was, this conversation. And the numbers were brought up that there used to be more shootings. Or there were more deaths from shooting 
back in the 70s and 80s. So, you know, are, aren't we getting better with the crime? And this mm. is something I never con- considered before. And it's going to take a little bit of research to figure out if this is true or not. But what this ex-cop said to him was, the shootings haven't really changed. If anything, they've gotten worse. What's gotten better is medical technology and saving people that have been shot. Hmm. Sounds about right. So you look at the number of people that were shot dead in Chicago as we follow every week here on Planet Rage. And you totally forget that the hospitals in the area, medical technology, you know, if you get shot in the head, you're pretty much gone. But if you got shot in the arm, the leg, you know, if you got shot in the chest, there's a lot of things that you can survive if you get proper medical attention quickly. Yeah. And back in the 70s, maybe you weren't getting that in the 80s. You weren't quite getting that what you have now. It's like, that's interesting because people will, again, use that statistic like, well, there's less people dying of gunshots in Chicago, so things must be getting better in the violence. It's like, no, things have gotten better in the medical side of it. There you go. It's like, I had never even considered that before, which is interesting. This is why you need all of the data. So true. Without all of the data, you will only be guessing with anything. So now I need to look all that stuff up and be like, well, how many more? How many wind up in hospitals? How many, uh, you know, we know the technology is now there to do so many of these surgeries. Like my mom just had a tumor removed from her kidney, which was non-cancerous. Thank God. Good. Thank God. But you look at it and it's like, well, we put a little like one inch incision here. We put like a one inch incision here and that's all we had to do. It's insane. Right. Yeah. The lap, what is it? Laparoscope, whatever. Yes. And it's, ro- it's uh, yeah. robotic as well. So yeah. it's like, damn, you yeah, know, now right. you, I'm, yeah, but it really makes sense when you're like, oh, you got a bullet in you. Well, okay. Just like a tumor. Sure. If you need to get something out without destroying everything around it, you know, if the bullet went in, yeah. but didn't, it's like, you don't, you could do more damage getting it out, but well, there's yeah. gotta be guys that specialize in gunshot wounds right? around so, Chicago. I, I, you would think so. It's at the very least. Think, but I, I would th- no, seriously. I, th- I would think that there's kind of a whole, a whole, whole branch of medicine, probably well-funded by the military. Yes. Um, addressing just that issue. Right. I would think when you look at that, I mean, with the, uh, from the mass units of the Korean war, which of course everybody knows because the TV and the show, dude, they were just fun all the time and chicks with big tits. Right? That's what that was. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's yeah. like the, the concept is you've got that technology that's only there to try to undo that particular thing, shrapnel, bullets, and all of that. Mm. And the more you do it, the more you learn. Yeah. So here in Chicago, I mean, they should be pros okay. at what they're getting. No question about that. Scientists, but I know how to read data. And what there I you see stop. is that. Isn't that a great line? I'm not a scientist, but I know how to read data. <laughs> But is the data accurate? Is the data accurate? And you know what? I'm not a scientist either, but I got a funny feeling scientific data, especially medical data, is a little trickier than the average layman can can grapple with, Danny. That's what I would guess. Well, and let's remember how many actual doctors around this time were being shut up for disagreeing with this data. Oh, not just shut up. uh, stripped of their credentials and fired they did so they disagreement was at their own peril yeah pull their license you will no longer yes. be able to practice medicine yes 
but I know how to read data. And what I see is that this is a crisis of people who have not been vaccinated. Oh, wow. There you go. Blame. Throw that blame down, Danny. Blame somebody. It's the Joey thing. It's the the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes. Fucking incredible. So this guy, you know, this, like I said, this clip is probably two and a half years old. Haven't heard anything from him walking any of this back. No apologies. It's amazing. But I guess when he does, he'll ask for grace and forgiveness like uh, Galloway. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't know. We were working with the best information we had at the yeah. time. Yeah. But if all that information was incorrect, but there, the thing again comes down to, well, what about those dissenters that they were completely shut up? They were told they couldn't be doctors anymore. They were thrown off of social media. The people who dared to go, you know, hey, wait a minute. It was the guy in, uh, wasn't there a doctor in France? who was like, Hey, I've treated people with the, I don't remember. Yeah. The chloroquine. You're right. He's like, I've treated them with this and I've had good results. Did that mean yeah. it was going to work for everybody? No, no. But when you're going through a worldwide disease that is new to almost everybody or everybody mm-hmm. finding out what other people are trying and what's working you would think would be vital information to shut anybody down. That's like, Hey, 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I've tried vitamin C and water and 99% of the people have gotten better. Yeah. I mean, the whole concept of right to try went right out the fucking window. Yes. You think about that, which is incredible. And, and, and really it's so, it's so, it's a, it was such a horrible shame because you know, that ivermectin stuff has been around forever, has virtually no side effects and hydroxychloroquine has been around a long, long time too. I think it was originally cooked up to treat malaria. Um, these things are not, these were not exactly new technologies loaded with danger, but yet, no, you can't do that. Well, was, no, and it, it was, was insane. It was still relatively, uh, you know, it was maybe a year and a half into it or so. I'm guessing I'm bad with time that mm. when I got what I believe was COVID, a lot of people like COVID doesn't even exist, man. Um, but yeah. whatever the sickness <laughs> that I had that the test said was COVID. Right. The doctor, because this was, uh, this had to be within the last year because it was, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was a little bit before that because it was before the doctor went out with his back. But the line of what the doctor said I should do was drink as much water as you can. Like when you think you've drank enough water, drink more, take vitamin D, take zinc, take corsetin, take uh, the elderberry, take all of this not one actual medication yeah it was all take these supplements drink plenty of fluids get your rest and if things get worse then we could possibly give you a z-pack but that's not really something they wanted to do right off the bat and it wasn't needed yes now you just wonder if you had that same regimen for everybody right from the start you know probably wasn't going to save everybody there's some older folks who were going to get it like the the flu but yeah you wonder how many if you just knew how to combat it and how many were just scared to death literally scared to death Mm -hmm. that hey wait i got this and then kind of figured they were a goner because they've seen other people oh no yeah so i mean there is something to be said for mind over matter oh god yeah i mean i remember way way back at the dawn of this shit um on an 
an episode of No Agenda, I was riding my bicycle down Ventura Boulevard, steering around the piles of human feces and, and, uh, and syringes. And Adam gave this just fucking terrifying uh, uh, description of what they were doing to people with these ventilators. Right. Right. Who would come? And he said how they, they put you in a coma and they stick a tube down your throat. It was like, and I actually, I actually had to get off the fucking bike and just kind of stand there and breathe deeply because I thought I was going to have a panic attack listening to this. I mean, there was an incredible um, full court press to terrorize people with that. Not that that was Adam's intent. He was right. just reporting the news, not writing it. And it was, it was, it was fucking insane. It really was. Well, it's that again, that the, uh, my doctor with his back thing where the doctor's like, uh, pray, you know, that was the main thing. Mm. This being a case of, okay, you've got this disease. It's like, if somebody were to tell anybody listening to this right now, and for those that it's already happened to, I apologize, but the, Hey, you have cancer. Mm. You know how your system immediately reacts to something like that sure that kind of medical news that you've got something and it's not good right now you just wonder with all the COVID stuff if it was kind of like well hey you know it's like the flu but you'll be fine if people mm-hmm. were given that information off the bat i would guess people could have been saved by that alone i bet you're right because they would have treated it in a different way and i think there's a lot of people that died because of the stress of it Yes. And that would yes. be mitigated quite a bit if you like you don't think what you oh it's just a cold or it's just a little bit of a flu, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Once you hear you've caught the latest deadly virus, right? That can't be good. Can't be good. But we got the Cuomo clip. Cuomo, this is rich. And Bill Maher and uh, I mean Cuomo's brothers at least uh I think some Bill O'Reilly's rubbing off on him because O'Reilly goes on his show once a week now on News Nation. Oh, really? And I think O'Reilly's rubbing off on him. He's still he's still a nice Libby, but he's he's willing to uh, he's willing to come back to a little bit of the uh, common sense liberal that we once had. So you allowed people who had been in the hospital, older people from a nursing home. Now they go to the hospital to go back into the nursing home without testing them and how when is this clip from is this recent this is recent this is very this is this is um you know galloway was on the same show like i said just on the other side of mar and it's within the past week or two that public propublica says you were the only state to do it without testing them when they went back into the nursing home and that's what caused such death in the nursing home yeah is that true no uh short answer is no stop there you go short answer What's the long the answer? Are we getting it? Or, right. Let's give us, give us the long answer, Andy boy. No, short answer. Yeah. No. Uh, he, he, you know, he says the public or wherever they are make that makes his claim. And he, he does absolutely nothing to factually refute it other than saying, no, not good enough. Gov, not good enough. Yeah. You would think you would have this at your ready as well, because exactly. this is the one thing yes. that he really got nailed for. Yes. And you would think you would have, well, hey, well, they well, did the research and this really, yeah. it, you know, we well, you know, might have been responsible for, you know, 1% more deaths or something. But overall, no, it didn't make a difference. But you know what? If you think about it, Darren, that really wasn't what he got nailed for. 15,000 dead, hey, gives a fuck. What they got him for is like playing grab ass with somebody and his staff. 
<laughs> well, they, yeah, they <laughs> made him go like, what away. The fuck? Yeah, you know, huh? Yeah, that's how they made him go away. Right? That yeah. was yeah. Inter- it is interesting how the Democrat Party works, isn't it? And I'm not saying the Republicans all that different when it comes down no. to those kind of things. How government works. Exactly. Oh, you killed a bunch of people. That's okay, yeah, but we get a pass on that. But don't you dare play grab ass. Yeah, somebody. don't you tell somebody their skirt looks nice. Exactly. Is that true? No. Uh, short answer is no. Also, remember you say what we knew. Uh, first, this is Monday morning quarterbacking, by which I could make the New York Jets champion, right? right. If we make, make a joke and bring football into it, Frankenstein. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, it depends who you're talking to. If it's a football right. audience, I get it. If it's just on Bill Maher, then maybe not. Yeah. yeah. The when COVID started. It was, all the, the disinformation was amazing, right? There you go. Was, deflect, deflect. It's not my fault. It's disinformation. And he even uses incorrectly because when it started, there was no disinformation. There was only misinformation. But looking back on it, you would know what it is. And I mean, he's correct that there was a lot of information that was being thrown out there and not listened to. Yes. And it was all crazy because, I mean, you know, the interesting thing is the same people that were in charge like Cuomo that were the ones shutting up these doctors who were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Right. Right. Can now go, well, we didn't have the right information, but it's like, but you shut the guys down that had the right information. Exactly. Yes. He's not going to admit that. No. The disinformation was amazing, right? It was coming from China, wet market, zootropic virus. It was going to California and state of Washington. So we banned travel to, uh, to China, from China. It turned out that there were, China had already spread it to Europe. All the European flights were coming to New York, JFK. So it had been here for months, and it was astronomical. When we first found out about it, uh, and Scott can appreciate this. They were projecting we would need 150,000 hospital beds to deal with the number of infected. I remember. We only had 50,000 in the entire state of New York. Uh, so we so were, did it to free up beds. We were afraid yeah. of losing hospital beds, uh, but people who were in Stop. hospitals. And he neglects to mention that within a matter of days, incredibly, Trump had a fucking naval hospital vessel in New York Harbor right. with hundreds of hospital beds ready to rock. And you know what? The naval shit is good. I mean, of all the military service, all the, those, those guys, anybody will tell you in the service, they, they do it better than the rest. And fucking Cuomo didn't fill one of those beds because he didn't want to say that he'd taken anything from the bad Donald. So instead, he offloaded them into nursing homes. Fuck you, Cuomo. Yeah, and they, they wasn't there something with the naval ships where they were supposed to be used for non-COVID things or something just to try to, although there was, you were not going to be able to keep a virus out of any no. location. But still, it was put, put there at his disposal in a, in a matter of, I would have thought it would take like weeks. They must have had to, you know, put the thing in water skis or something. Right, yeah. because <laughs> It was amazing got there so quickly. I forget where the fuck it came from, but quite a distance. They must have really hauled ass. Well, yeah, a vessel and that enough. size could probably go, what, 15 miles an hour, you know? At I best. Mean, it's, yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not a jet yeah. ski. No. And the, uh, we had it here in Chicago as New York, all of the, well, we got tents set up, all these beds, and then they never seemed to get filled, which was also. No. Mm-hmm. an interesting thing it's like well it was, was interesting 
Like, was the virus just not as bad as you originally thought? I mean, again, I know it killed some people and most of those for the people that I knew they were in their seventies and probably had a decent comorbidity. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know anybody younger that I would say died from COVID. I'm not sure with like my brother-in-law who would have been uh, 60 tomorrow. If the vaccine or anything had anything to do with it, but he also came from a family who had heart problems at young ages. So to me, I can't pin that one on there as much as you might want to, because I know they took the MRNA stuff. When you have a family history of early heart attacks in your fifties, then genetics is going to out Trump everything. That's another thing. My doctor has pounded into my head. He's correct. Yeah. From day one, which is like, you know, because my mom and dad are both still alive, thank God, but they're both his patients. So he's like, I can tell you everything you're going to have when you, <laughs> as you go on, because it's like, if they've got it, you're probably going to deal with it. Yeah. And so you, you can't really necessarily do that. So mainly older people. And if you look at who died of, well, flus, mainly older people who have some sure. kind of comorbidity. Yeah. And then there's also, there were there were many deaths um, caused by this that from people who never contracted the virus at all. To wit, my mother-in-law, um, pretty much, she was in a in a nursing home, um, not quite critical care, but there was such a uh, what would you call it a, a sort of a, a vacuum produced or a, a siphoning off of of um, of of skilled people and so forth, right uh, for the for the whole COVID shit. That she was basically neglected. She wasn't able to get her medication. She was, and, and, you know, it's we pretty much would blame not the virus, but the shit show that it produced for her death. She was, she died younger than she needed to be because of this. And the same thing happened to my brother-in-law's dad. He also, so there's two people I know of, neither one of them got COVID, um, but they were pretty much sidelined um, because of it and died early. Well, yeah, you look at and my wife's grandmother, who was in an assisted living center for the last few years of her life. She lived until 92, I think she was and passed away before COVID, luckily, because I can only imagine because there were always staffing problems. Yes, always. Once you add COVID to it, which is, oh, no, the nursing homes are the place everybody's dying. Well, you think you really want to make your 15 bucks an hour to sit around a place that you think is now going to kill you? Right. Which again, not having the correct data. Uh, NetNet says that Whitmere did the same thing in Detroit with all the beds at Cobo Hall and maybe 12 patients total. It's very weird. The whole mm. what we were preparing for and what we got were totally different things. Yeah. Who were considered medically stable, who were tested were sent to nursing homes if the nursing home said they could treat that person in a way that protects the other people in the nursing home. And that was a way to make sure we had enough hospital But it didn't, did it? I mean, they also, I mean, the same organization, ProPublica, says you counted the number who died differently. In other words, you only counted the ones who died in the nursing home, whereas many people came from the nursing home and died in the hospital, and you didn't count those. You only counted if they died in the nursing home, which they felt was deliberate. Well, let me not get weedsy with you. We got, every day I did a brief. Let Stop. me get weedsy. Is, is that like conversate? Weedsy? Weedsy. 
weeds. Maybe it's a, a the occult, the Ouija board. They get their fingers on the stylus. No. Well, I mean, I'm guessing maybe Mr. Cuomo at some point had worked in a kitchen because everybody knows we're in the weeds. Yeah. You know, I'm guessing that, but I've never heard anybody use that in that way. Like, let me get weedsy with you. If what I heard at first was let me get wheezy with you. Cause I mean, it's like wanted to watch the Jeffersons and be like, exactly the, the wife. Yes. Wheezy, which a great actress. Hilarious. She was, she was, she was very good, but I've never heard anybody say, let me get wheezy with you as far as saying, well, let's really, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, probably better than, well, let me, let me go with in a deep dive with you, Larry. Yeah. Cause I hate deep dive. Uh, yeah, I don't like the sound of that. No. So maybe Weedsy is better. Maybe. Count those. You only counted if they died in the nursing home, which they felt was deliberate. Well, let me not get Weedsy with you. We got, every day I did a briefing. And every day we collected information from hospitals and from nursing homes. And for and many I, of those days, he wore his nipple rings under his team <laughs> shirt. Let's not forget that. Well, let's just remember how close this now disgrace if i want to be the mainstream media now disgrace new york governor and andrew cuomo because everything has to be predicated with that when covid had just gotten underway the original optics from all news it seemed both uh, conservative and liberal was andrew cuomo was doing a kick-ass job those briefings well, he was america's governor uh-huh yeah. He was sure. on his way to being the next president. No question. No question. He was the guy. Yes. Because he was somebody that even the people that consider themselves to be on the far right went, well, this guy's at least making sense. He's a, you know, Democrat, but yeah. at least he is common sense. And he, he can can do man. Yes. Sure. And he can speak unlike uh, Joe Biden. Right. But boy, did he let that fall through his fingers didn't he sure did and we printed two numbers on the screen every day this is the number of people who died in the hospital this is the number of people who died in the nursing home which means you had to go back every day to 1000 hospitals nursing homes to collect this data and this how many died in the hospital this how many died in the nursing home they then raised the question and said well how many died in a hospital who were originally in a nursing home before they went to the hospital? That's a different question. And uh, that actually took the state controller a year to figure out and go back and do the audit. But we said, there's how many died in a nursing home, there's how many died in a hospital. Different question, how many died in hospitals who were originally in nursing homes? You then have to go back and forensic. So you wouldn't audit. do anything differently? I mean. Is it fair? I would I would run that number now, which nobody asked me for until months later. Uh, uh, but it, it would have been, you know, this is in the middle of COVID and you're asking all these people to do accounting. But if that's a number that people would have wound up wanting, which they didn't say for months, Bill, I would have put that number and for, uh, up front in the beginning. People died Stop. in a lot of nursing homes. So there you have it. Fucking Mar asks the guy, you wouldn't have done anything differently. And all he says, he would have did a different version of the accounting of it. Do you fucking believe that? No apology. No, hey, I fucked up. No, I made, made nothing. Just, I just would have given different numbers. Wow. No, it was okay to send sick people back into yeah. a nursing home where all the most vulnerable mm -hmm. people, people are. Yeah. What a dick.
It was just a, the dumbest possible thing that you could do. Yeah. I mean, I understand no responsibility, just the numbers, Yeah, the number right around the numbers different. That's all. <laughs> it's like, it's one of those things. I mean, I kind of get a certain point of that, which is, well, they have to go somewhere after the hospitals and where can we put these people who ju- And it's at that point too. That was the big question was, well, how long are people contagious? Which is why we had the whole, Hey, well, if you get sick, that was the greatest thing. Oh, I have the sniffles. Yay. 15 days off of work. Cause the minute the minute you say you're sick, you're you have to quarantine for 15 days. Right. But I get if you're taking somebody out of a hospital that you need the beds. That they have to go somewhere. So where would you yep. put those people? I don't know if there's an answer. But he could do a better job at, you know, explaining that if that's his if that's his reasoning, if that was the case, like, well, where were where were we supposed to send them? Mm hmm. But yeah, I mean, the guy could have been president. How close? Oh, very close. Yeah. And uh, no, that just uh, fell through on him. Yeah. But this is why everybody coming back on both sides of things. It's still really hard to get an accurate assessment of anything because everybody is biased. Everybody wants to do an I told you so. And it's still hard to have 100% of the information. I doubt you'll ever get 100% of the information. The one thing that Cuomo said there that I agree, it's like you're asking these healthcare professionals, I'm guessing this is what he was talking about with the hospitals and that, for statistics and numbers, when really all they were trying to do was save people's lives. And, you know, the numbers don't matter. We're just trying to do the job. Let's figure out when everything's said and done that daily tally thing was so morbid when you look back on it oh yeah you know like well what's happening what are the numbers today and we're you know it, it just but i i think that was probably part of the push from the powers that be because they wanted they wanted maximum compliance and fear is the motivator and you flash up boxcar numbers about who's fucking dead you're gonna get compliance yeah net like, can't you send them to the uh hotels like you're sending the migrants to it's like well if they had them <laughs> good point <laughs> if they had them yes Room service hello send up an iv uh-huh absolutely yeah. there's some of these hotels yeah. that were nice up until the point they start uh mm-hmm. throwing the migrants into it and yeah i don't know what uh yeah. to be fair people were just so afraid of it they that were. i don't know you know they still are yeah many uh, i've seen a lot of people still masked here that's In weird Connecticut, what's the, what's the illinois thing like these days almost nobody masking when we the last time i saw somebody masking was in the waiting room when my mom was having her surgery and that i can get because there's probably something to be said for anytime you walk into a hospital if you could give yourself even one percent of a better chance of not picking uh, up something i'd wear a hazmat suit into a hospital yeah if they would allow dangerous place you'll ever be Uh it's like so that i'm not going to come you know argue with anybody No, that's cool. I'm talking people. I'm seeing people still in, in their automobiles alone in parking lots, walking along the beach. Like, what the fuck? It's mind blowing. Very few, almost zero. Although every now and then you do. My wife pointed one out the other day of somebody in a car that was uh, turning that they were wearing the mask alone in the car. Yeah. I don't quite get it, but hey, I don't. I, we're not here to be your psychiatrist. <laughs> 
You've got a Carson on Biden clip. Is there any setup? This is a quickie. This is just great. This this clip is really musty. This dates from 19, I'd say 88 or 89. Ooh. Yeah. And it's only I don't know, 28 seconds and it really doesn't need a setup, but it's great. Candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently he quoted a, I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Right. Candidates to Senator Joseph Biden. Oh, that's just a little. Sorry, just a little tail on there. Little tail. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, but anyway, I I wonder if even like if 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 a Jimmy Fallon told a, a similar joke today, if his audience would even get that, if they, they'd even know about the that quotation being from FDR. I don't know, but was, no, because pretty- history is gone. History's gone. It is. Yeah, and I think a lot of people today have grown up especially now with the ais where it's like well who cares if he plagiarized somebody he he just found somebody else's words i'm like you know if i listen to the latest that larry show and everybody should at that larry show.com if i listen to the latest that larry show and i'm like you know what i agree with every word this guy said well why don't i just start a recorder and say everything exactly the way you said it it's like you know it's like this is uh (laughs) You know what? Why not? That's people today are like, well, that's fine. Well, he agreed with everything he said. So why shouldn't he say it too? Yeah. Yeah. It is a, uh, an original thought vacuum. I think that we have going quite true. You're right. Good, good phrase. I like that. Original thought vacuum. Yeah. And I, well, do you look at what's going on in Hollywood? I don't think there's any question that they're having an original thought vacuum. Oh God. You know, is there still a strike? I saw something where now, like, are the actors and actresses on strike? And oh, is that right? I, I, I'm like, wait, are the is this a different strike? I'm like, did the writers say, okay, we'll get back to work, and then the actors and actresses went, nope, wow. nope, don't want anything to do with that. Mm, don't know. I don't know at all. Uh, I have this little clip here, which is, uh, I don't know who put it together, but probably uh, Dave Rubin because it's a mm. quick clip of Joe Rogan. Uh, first, it's Tulsi Gabbard. Then it's Joe Rogan, and then it's just kind of uh, brought in at the end with Ruben. It's, a, it's like a total of a minute, and I'll stop after the uh, at, after each section here. The FEMA director comes out and does this press conference. I think it was at the White House, and she says, "We're giving a one-time seven hundred dollar payment to everybody who's been impacted by the wildfire. A one-time seven hundred dollar payment. Hawaii has the highest cost of living in the entire country. And how freaking insulting is it? The lead disaster response administrator from the Biden administration stand there and proudly say, "Hey, we're giving everybody one seven hundred dollar payment." Yeah, the, the, I guess that doesn't seem like it's anything. Hi, your house burned down, Larry. Here's seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. Well, you know, that's Tulsi speaking, right? Yes, Tulsi Gabbard. Well, she's yeah. very smart and she's very articulate. And, and I'm hoping she she follows it up with noting that at the same time they're giving seven hundred dollar insult insult paycheck insult checks to citizens of Hawaii that we've been paying fucking pensions of Ukrainian uh, uh, civil servants. They've been spending a lot of money in Ukraine. They've been sending a lot yeah. of money elsewhere, which to me echoes exactly what's going on locally in Chicago, where 
all of the people that are like, why are we giving all this money to the new folks coming in when the people that have been here aren't getting taken care of? It's sure. It is the same argument on drastically different levels and drastically different areas of why are the funds that are being collected from our tax dollars being used for this instead of this, which is a good question. But now here's Joe Rogan. What's going on in Maui right now is so sad. What what, what did they say? What's going on? They're trying to take the land. Yep. The state is trying to take the land. The governor came out right after the tragedy saying, we're looking to see if we can acquire the land and build a memorial. The amount of money it would cost to rebuild all those homes that burnt is $5 billion. And the amount that they accidentally oversent to Ukraine was $6 billion. Hell no. (laughs) Yeah, go figure that, right? Yeah. And uh, this is just Ruben doing, I think, a little clip at the end here. Why is it that our federal government refuses to help Americans and wants to help everybody else? Yeah, that's the question. Great question. And that is, again, people on the street, the man on the street that I'm seeing on these YouTube videos of the guy going through Chicago. That has been from multiple people. That's the question. Why? Are these people getting taken care of? And everybody, and you know, all pretty much nice people are like, hey, look, I understand that they need help, but we need help too. Mm-hmm. So why prioritize the new problem rather than the existing? That is the oddity of this. Yes. Because the reality is if Los Angeles or Chicago or New York If they could get their shit taken care of, if they can make their homeless and drug addicted population disappear and have the city on an upswing, then you can bring in a lot more new people. Mm -hmm. But the way it is now, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And it is a valid question on why they want to continue offering services to the people that just arrived in this country rather than the people that have been here their whole lives, which doesn't seem fair. I mean, there's some people that's like, ah, you should never give a handout to anybody, but I believe there are people that do. And there has to be a safety net out there at some level. Sure. And it's to be funny. like, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just to be like, well, we're never going to do that. It's like, well, then you have no compassion whatsoever. And I believe a lot of it should be, in the hands of the private citizen, because there are a lot of good people out there who will take you know care of their neighborhood. I mean, I'm just guessing, you know, people like Michael Jordan probably give away more money in a day than a lot of people have ever made. Oh, God. Yeah. I saw one of his yachts. Eighty million dollar yacht cost eight hundred thousand dollars a week, whether somebody's on it or not. Eight hundred grand a week. Mm-hmm. running operational expense Holy but he shit. rents it if you want you can rent it out for 850 or 875 a week so if anybody wants to uh if and anybody how, wants how to spend that larry and i will go out on uh on tour yeah for well, did he say did they say what the length of this vessel was i thought it was something like 80 feet no it can't be 80 yeah uh, it's got to be more than that for that kind of jing I'll have to look it up. It was, but it's wow. got to be a pretty deep. I know there was uh, like a, uh, you know, a basketball court and uh, mm-hmm. I think five <laughs> different like luxurious <laughs> state rooms and uh, yeah. 
I'm just thinking that would be a fun way to do it, uh, you know, a live show. If somebody wanted to, God, yeah. to rent the, the yacht, we can all just go out for a week on your dime, we of course. Find a way, we got to find a way to make Michael a, a fan of this show. Yes. I think that should be our mutual mission moving forward. Get this guy on our side and his checkbook. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly it. Yeah, it's exactly it. And I like, I mean, he is, uh, a lot of people questioned the great Michael Jordan when he bought into the NASCAR team a couple of years ago, but he has been not every race, but almost every race. It appears that he's up there sitting on the box. So he is not a hands-off kind of owner. Mm. And I would also believe that means he, you know, the story he told was that his dad growing up always brought him to the races and enjoyed racing. And a lot of people are like, Oh, Ooh. it's bullshit. No black people like racing. Oh, please. It's like, but Michael Jordan obviously seems to like racing. And I think we may have talked about that back at the time and how he got involved, which was there was a yes. the news story that was just all completely made up. And the guy that he was, you know, in the news, they're attached to in the news story, Denny Hamlin, who is a NASCAR Cup Series driver right now. They were buddies. They golfed together. So that's how this whole thing came to be, which was, you know, obviously they saw these two guys, drastically different personalities from drastically different worlds. And they probably figured, well, the only reason these two could be together is because they're starting a, you know, a cup team. Mm -hmm. And that's when he, uh, Denny Hamlin sent it to Michael Jordan and Jordan's like, oh, that's funny. And he's like, do you want to make it real? (laughs) It's like, damn, I, the way I looked at this was, this is me walking through the line at the grocery store going, oh, a pack of gum for Michael Jordan. It's like, oh, a NASCAR uh, team or two to buy, just pick them up. Throw them in the cart. I've got the money. Don't worry about it. It's covered. Uh Uh-huh. It's covered. And uh, that's all you need. All you need is Michael Jordan. And it's great. I mean, I'm just wondering how the the die cast sell because there's uh, been a couple with the Jumpman logo on the cars. And I'm like, that's just the greatest in marketing for people that collect Michael Jordan. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, I want to collect this. It's on the NASCAR car. But before we um, do our value for value segment, which is way shorter today. Yes. We cannot go without hearing from the, uh, the true North of the uh, insane. <laughs> Trump sarcastically threatens the New York judge, just as Jack Smith asks the Washington judge, not so much for a stronger gag order as for something akin to a Hannibal Lecter mask for him. Yeah, that's uh I, yeah. Keith jokes, they're not getting better. No, no. Trump shows more signs of utter mental deterioration and utter rage, while the special counsel hints that the judge needs to explicitly threaten him with jail time if he doesn't shut the F up. Plus, Trump falls back into one of his true tells of panic and loss of control, completely unfathomable analogies involving dogs. He lied like a dog. When was the last time a dog lied? Now, that's still a pretty common statement around these parts. I don't know what Keith is thinking here. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I understand the saying has never made a whole lot of sense. He lies like a dog, but. Yeah. It was common in in New York. The the phrase was never that. I used to hear he lies like a rug. True. That's okay. Which. What about dog face pony soldier? Did you hear that in a lot of places? (laughs) that's only joey joey (laughs) and the whole thing about trump being completely 
you know, what did he say here? Uh, let's go back a second. I like, you know what? Keith sounds better going backwards. He does. And that's grub. Uh. Trump falls back into one of his true tells of panic and loss of control. Now, have you ever seen Donald Trump panicked and out of control? Never. Never. Not once. I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking, too. He's, you know, he gets very angry, but otherwise he never seems like he's panicked. Even when he's panicked, I've never seen him angry and screaming like Hitler was at the top of the True. show. True. Never. I mean, I, I think when he's pissed, he keeps it pretty well under control. Really? I would agree. More than Joey, too. Yeah, more than Keith. Oh. <laughs> so pot, kettle, Keith, come on. Yeah. Completely unfathomable analogies involving dogs. He lied like a dog. When was the last time a dog lied? Our view is history of just not understanding that Americans like dogs better than they like him. Now, when he said that, I'm like, is that true? Mm. Americans like dogs better than they like him. Well, I did the uh, research. Forbes says 65.1 million households own a dog. And uh, 74 million people voted for Trump. So <laughs> you're wrong. He's wrong again. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, that's just, job there. Just, just saying <laughs> that um, more people voted for Trump than households. And I understand you could have multiple people in the households, but then whose dog is it? I'm just saying yeah. that's not a very easy number to pull out and be like, well, that's obvious. Yeah. Plus, in the wake of the main nightmare, maybe we should start naming the mass shootings after the politicians who have enabled them. You know, the Susan Collins mass shooting or the Speaker Mike Johnson mass shooting. Now, is this guy off the rails or what? He's out of his fucking mind. He doesn't understand they would all be named after Democrat politicians because you look at the cities that have the highest gun crime, all have Democrat mm. mayors. Wow. There you go. Yeah. So I guess we should be calling them the Lori Lightfoot and the Brandon Johnson shootings, huh, Keith? They are. Yeah. And more happily, joke of the year as Lauren Boebert gushes over the new speaker from at your Canadian girlfriend. Not the first time she stroked a Johnson in a crowded room. Yeah. Keith going low, lower, and lower. Yeah, it's a good bet. No one is it. Well, I say no one, but uh, Keith probably hasn't had his Johnson stroked much, if ever. So like, yeah, Keith, when's the last time you've had yours out, buddy, huh? Yeah. I tell you. With that, we are a value for value podcast. Just imagine where else can you get this kind of value? We put the shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. If you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, it's up to you to put a number onto it and go over to our website, planetrage.show. Dot show, dot show, dot show. I know. I always want to say dot com, but it's planetrage.show. It's a really big show, really big show. How many people do you think don't know what that's from? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I'm not telling them either. Do your homework. Sometimes I feel so ancient. I know. The really big show. I remember watching. I mean, it wasn't on new when I was a kid, but I remember watching the reruns of the George Burns and Gracie Allen show. So there's a whole other group of people oh that don't understand the, you know, say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Yeah. Uh, they missed so many good things. They did. But, uh, planetrage.show is the url slash donate if you want to get right to the page you can use the qr code or wallet addresses 
If you want to do the crypto thing, you can use that donate button. If you want to do the PayPal one time or monthly, you can use the PO box address. If you want to let Uncle Sam get involved. If you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can boost what some people are doing right as we speak. Go to newpodcastapps.com for that. And that I think about does it. Now, this is a slightly late donation from episode 100 from our buddy, Sir Chris Vox of the Hairball Voxes, coming in with $100. And he said, I had big plans to donate to show 100, but was on the road for most of October. And I missed it. Hope this makes up for my rage indiscretions. (laughs) larry let me know when you're ready for a long distance music collaboration i'll be your huckleberry whoa so you that's that's an invitation i want to get in on that yeah i might actually have to pull a guitar out for that yeah let's do it you know i was bummed i mean sir chris was just in town and he invited me out to the show and i'm like you know i still just do not like being dark crowded places because of the vision and i, I know it you. sucks i get that i totally get that man it's like because i just can't pick up like faces really quick so being yeah. separated from somebody in a crowd it's like it's yeah. uh yeah you know not something i like to focus on mm-hmm. but it's like since this has happened it's like really have not been to a concert or anything where it's like I mean, I know me, it's like, I'm going to have to go out and go pee at some point. And it's like, it's dark and you try to make your way through and then be like, well, right. I, you know, where, where am I going back to? It's like, it's, it's not fun. Yeah. And it, it sucks, I guess, you know, getting old and having crappy eyes. But, uh, you know, I just, I told uh, Chris, I'm like, you know, I didn't even go out and see Taylor Swift. So he's like, if I, if you wouldn't leave the house for that, yeah, really, I mean, that's, that's the statement right there. I mean, Chris is a much better singer than taylor swift but sorry she's still she's hotter oh chris can belt him out man oh that's right he does belt good yeah you're right we have a challenge out for him to come up with a version of baggy trousers that is more like motley Crue shout at the devil era kind of Mm. of a song Mm. which i think would be a nice reimagining but we thank chris for the hundred dollar donation and uh well, why don't we go right to uh, CSB's boostergram so you can read that and then I'll pull up the other boostergrams here. All right. Howdy, Darren and Larry. Please invite your listeners to visit my cartoon blog at www.csb.lol and also follow me on Twitter slash X at CSB. Just three letters, C, S, and B. Then I'll follow back and answer all questions. Yo. I still want to know what questions he's going to answer. Well, that's a hell of a deal to answer all <laughs> questions. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of an open-ended thing, you know. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's very brave of him to make that offer. He kind of reminds yeah. me of that, like in the movie Big, and they actually existed, those uh, fortune teller machines where people go and you put a quarter in and it'll, oh, it'll tar. Yeah, I think that CSB is the new sitar. He's just just throw the all you got to do is follow him and then ask him like CSB, will my project be a success? And then he'll give you the answer. There you go. But thank you, CSB, for the 14th. I'm going to mess it up. I'll look at it when I get there. Um, Memes 1337 came in with 1337 Satoshi's leap boost to sustain the rage. Congratulations on a hundred episodes without an aneurysm. How do you know? 
We haven't had an aneurysm. <laughs> That's an assumption. Yes. <laughs> yes it's a big assumption yes. too. Yeah. You can well, coddle your rage or you can fully engage. That is from Tony Cleaver, a chain of flames. But I like that. Cool. You can coddle your rage or you can fully engage. It's a good phrase. Like Stay it. fully engaged for all of our sakes. Well, thank you, memes. What is the next one? Anonymous here with 5,000 sats rage, a gram items, one kitchen garbage bags now have an inside and an outside. Is that true? <laughs> it is. Yes. How? What? What's the difference? It's just, I, my wife's been buying those and they're different colors. There's on the, these ones, they're kind of a, a gray on the exterior and black on the interior. And they, they have some type of, you know, perfume or something. Oh, okay. They make the garbage smell nice, you know, but yeah. Right. You don't want your garbage to smell. I get it. No, no. And two, the other part of the rage was having to polish your headlights lenses every year. I'm noticing that more and more because as a yeah, well, dull. I, I finally, yeah, I'm getting condensation on the inside of the damn headlights. I you can't polish that off. I don't know how to deal with that because it bugs me. You need new lights, I guess. Oh, shit. I'm not going to pay for that. See, this is what you get moving from the lovely West Coast. You're right. Yeah. The car is revolting. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down for this. It's going to rust off its wheels in in a year. Like, how dare you do this? There's no rust in LA. Seriously. Ain't no rust there. Let's see here. The next one going down here looks like Dale Jr. with 8,800. Wallet was locked and didn't stream. Here's the sats. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dale Jr. Moving down to the next one here, Sir Truck. Oh, that was for unrelenting. I'm sorry, Sir Truck Driver. Uh, I just like his comment, though. Insert witty comment here. That is it's good. Like you can't that. just find that everywhere. Speedy Bubble yeah. came in with 100,100 Satoshis. Whoa. He says, I was with my mom in the hospital. She was having spinal surgery when your hundredth was live, but wanted to boost you belatedly. I enjoy multiple of your podcasts. I started with angry tech news, which led me to grumpy old Ben's then planet rage. Wait, this is a Ryan Bemrose originated wow. donation. This is somebody wow. who found angry tech news first. Is that even possible? Sure. It is. It's, it's a, a small show. world. It is a small world. He says, I'll hit that Larry show next. Keep up the anger, grumpiness, rage, and I guess Larryness, my friends. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And I hope, uh, Mom came out of that surgery in tip-top shape. That's yes, spinal surgery. That is not yes. any fun, speedy bubble. So thank you, and we hope that uh, let us know how she's doing. Like I said, yes. my mom, that they just cut her open again. And I was like, I told you it probably wasn't cancer because it was moving so slow. But you know how doctors are. They're like, well, yeah. and otherwise she's doing really well. So I guess that's the other part of this, which is, you know, I start looking at the rolling the dice in the morbid way. And it's like, well, once you're in your 80s, mm. any kind of surgery that you can put off is uh, is probably good. But, hey, what do I know? She came out with flying colors. So it must be that very strong Polish blood. That's what CSB would say. That's it. And his uh, was 14,000 Satoshi. So thank you, CSB. Thank you. And let's see, after this, we have from Sir Truck Driver with 3,000 sats announcing episode six of Rolling On has dropped. All right. I'll be making more episodes in a few weeks, and hopefully they will improve in quality. I invite everyone listening to give it a shot after Planet Rage uh, and Rage on Darren and Larry. And yes, his show is rollingon.show. 
He's another one with one of those tricky domains, domain names with the dot show. I think it's getting popular. That's cool. So you were ahead of your time in selecting that, Darren. Good yep. job. And he he came in with three thousand again and said, "Oops, forgot to be add uh, to add that it could be found at rollingon.show. See, I already knew you didn't have to double the yeah. ad revenue. Well, thank you, sir, truck driver. Obviously, he's already got me uh, hooked into where he's at. Mm-hmm. C Brooklyn one twelve came in with thirty three thirty three, and he said, "I'm laughing now. I think that came in when we were talking about Kamala." <laughs> and if you can't laugh about Kamala, who can yeah. you really laugh about? Well, you can conversate about her if you can't laugh. So, and our good Thank buddy CSB. Oh, I love that this guy. Not only does he answer all the questions, Larry, he asks the questions that everybody else knows that you just don't ask, ask them in polite society. This is good. Like <laughs> 10 15 Satoshis and says, Darren, and, well, it's both the same question to both you and I. Are you Christian? And if you've listened to the show, CSB, we are both good Irish Catholic boys. We are. So, yes, that would be a yes on the Christian yes. front. Yes and yes. Yes and yes and yes. And uh, and the Irish part, although uh, Larry is more Irish than I am, although he <laughs> hides it. He doesn't have one of those <laughs> fancy stuck with names. last name, which I knew this chick years ago and she was a speech pathologist. And um, she said, do you know, she was from uh, Trinidad. So she spoke with that beautiful Caribbean lilt. And she said, hmm, your last name, Blydner, do you know that contains a glottal stop? <laughs> You're like, I do now. I do. Now. Yeah, it's yes. all of these things you can learn. So <laughs> you're so lucky to have that O'Neill. See, the Irish name gets tremendous goodwill that goes along with it because it's probably the only country on earth that hasn't fucking laid genocide on somebody else. <laughs> Everyone others has, you know, it's amazing. The Irish are known for uh, potatoes, whiskey, and beer. I mean, who, who dislikes any of those? Yeah. We are a good time, but we thank everybody for supporting the show, including sir, Chris Vox on this show with the hundred dollar. That's appreciated. Yes, and no, it, it's not late. It is right on time, right on time. And everybody for the streaming Satoshis and everybody for giving us your attention. There's a lot of podcasts out there. We know there's a lot of different things that you can be listening to. It is an honor. Anytime that you choose this show and csb with another 10 15 thanks for the answer see this is where satoshis are beautiful you can have a conversation yes all while doing a podcast all good this one almost as long as episode 100 we're gonna have to be careful soon will be no agenda exactly we don't want to we don't want to work that hard those guys are serious man we don't want to work that hard (laughs) yeah now do you know what's coming up this week on that larry show um, I, I kind of do. And I don't, the tentative title is power, bla- power bracelets, electric vehicles, vaccines, and other fake shit. Something like that. That kind of reminds me about that. There's a, do you remember those fucking power bracelet things? Yes. Well, they were like the magnetic or something, right? That well, was- they weren't even magnetic. They were just like rubber or, or some type of plastic and they were everywhere. I mean, they sold hundreds of millions of these things and they were supposedly made you stronger and you could keep your balance better. It was a complete fucking scam, you know, but millions and millions of people bought them and wore them. There's a sucker born every minute. Isn't that what uh, PT Barnum said? I, I believe he's the source. Yes. Not wrong about that. And then random thoughts. I'm not sure I go to the retina guy tomorrow. 
Uh-oh. So there'll be uh, either stories or we'll see what's going on there. Okay. All right. So I'm guessing it'll be a Wednesday uh, a Wednesday, Wednesday show drop. or maybe a Friday. Who knows? But well, I am- whatever whatever it is, everybody needs to listen to random. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com because I've never missed an episode and I'm a fuck ton smarter because of that. <laughs> that is a that is an official number too. A fuck yes. ton. A fuck ton. And Uber <laughs> troll in the IRC points out in the troll room that lying dogs came from how they lie on the ground. But yeah, that's still. Yeah, but I mean, cows lie that way and all kinds of mammals do that. So why my dogs? That's true. Right. Well, who knows where half these sayings come from? Yeah, probably the clip custodian. And he'll let us know on the next issue edition live tour that we like to call Planet Rage. We will be back. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Who's in Afghanistan? Whole world going to shit. 